0: Nerds International proudly presents...
1: Hello and welcome to the 3T RPG podcast. We are coming at you live from Caesar's Palace in Vegas. And my name is Harrison Hunt. I'm Nick Lambslice. And today, guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. No, it's James <laughs> Clark. Sup. What's up? What's up? He's back off the vertebrae. I've said that a
2: million times. It's an an insane clown posse. Remember to talk into your microphone. (laughs) I love it. And also,
1: (laughs) we're we're anti-insane clown posse on this podcast, if anything. So please, stop bringing them up. Every episode, man.
2: I used to listen to them. After. Did you? Yeah. Oh, oh no! You suck. Yeah, well, the, actually, okay. for, cool and edgy. It's
1: funny that you say that. My brother started listening to him for a while, and you know that song, "Homies." Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, my brother is is white, and um, is isn't he? it? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Fuck you know. This He's is for the listeners, not for you, Nick. But okay. anyway, he started calling his friends "homies" for some time, and it, and it was so cringe. And we were in town once, and we we were trying to go somewhere where the shop was like closed or something and Sean went, Oh this is whack man Hey <laughs> <laughs> Sean still uses that sometimes.
2: Yeah. Oh god. He's um, a juggalo. That's a nice. I answer. really hope he's not.
1: If any if anyone out of us has the, uh, has the, the gift the, the gift to be a juggalo, it's probably Sean sure, isn't it? <laughs> Juggalos and (laughs) Juggalettes. In case you can't tell, uh, this is an RPG podcast all about tabletop RPGs, and this is our yearly awards show. So today what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about what we've been playing in our amazing segment, What You've Been Slaying. We're going to go into the awards, then we're going to have a new segment, A Minute with Steve Jackson, (laughs) and then we're going to go into the Electro Letters, your best and worst gaming memories from this year. Yay. Ooh. (laughs) But before that, let's do some feedback. The feedback side. The feedback side. Yes, bitch, the feedback side. It's the feedback section. Yeah, we take your comments and read them out. Yeah, feedback, bitch. So, uh, Daniel Irwin comes in with the first feedback, and he's talking to us about when he met us at Dragon Meat. And he says, yeah, you guys were pretty steamed when I ran into you. Sorry I couldn't stick around longer, although it sounds like you guys weren't there for a lot longer either. No. And you are absolutely right. <laughs> we spoke about this on the dragon meat bonus. Um, and, yeah, essentially uh, some of our good friends from the internet, dem drunk blokes, brought a bunch of booze to the table. And it turns out Nick and I can't handle our whiskey. Mm-mm.
2: Surprise!
0: <laughs> that is no surprise. <laughs>
2: we were... I thought we bumped into Dan in the morning. Shows how drunk I was.
1: <laughs> it was, it was wow. No, the worst bit was when I mistook his mate for somebody else, and I started talking to her about something. And I was like, "Yeah, so what? You remember that thing that happened earlier? I'm not forgiving you for that." And she was like, "What? What, what are you even?" <laughs> what and then he. And then Dan about? was like. He was like, um, "I'd like you to meet my friend Rebecca." I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought you were someone else." It was so embarrassing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was sorry about that. Well, we got out of there pretty sharpish, though, yeah, as he says. We did. 8 yeah. p.m. mate, on the train home. <laughs> 8 Nick, PM. Nick bought a Burger King. Whoa. Was to, was feeling too woozy to eat it, and then put it in his bag, and it remained oh, uneaten. Oh, yeah. I
2: woke up the next morning. Where's my Burger King? Open my bag. I was like, "Oh." Wow, you ended. Were. You peaked quick oh well, we, we really did we paced ourselves uh, well i like, originally we was like right you know we didn't have any drinks for the first game really everything was absolutely fine a, and then then we was change we was beating i you know no, exactly and we were like we you know we had our first drink at about lunchtime and just beers and, and to be fair we fine. were sharing because we were putting yeah. our beer into coffee cups we're yeah. having half a pint each at a time yeah <laughs> and we were really
1: pacing ourselves yeah. and then during the afternoon game it was just month just right yeah. towards the end of the game i was like trying to read people's toughness on their table 10 <laughs> things and i, I couldn't and well, i was, I was like, like I, was I was like what's your toughness it's like that fucking meme the one of this is america you know where he's got one eye closed <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was like that trying to fucking read people's sheets oh, are awful. Yeah. awful awful sorry everybody but the next feedback comes in from mornay scarp or sharp i can never remember how to pronounce it sorry for being racist um he's talking about when we uh mentioned him on the dragon meat podcast uh, essentially what i said at the end was thank you very much to just Insert Imagination and Eric Lamoureux oh. so I missed out half of that company so I just Oops. want to say to Mornay thank you also he, he said to us um, I have a name damn it I'm not just a piece of meat doing Eric's secretary work <laughs> meat secretary he's a meat secretary it's Mornay Shard. He's, he's going to win the award for meat, meat best meat secretary secretary of the year yeah <laughs> Alright, so let's get on to what we've been playing and what you've been slaying. Oh,
3: yes. (laughs) 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 I have one of these! Oi!
1: Yeah? What you slaying? Alright, so first up, we've been playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's this new little indie game.
3: It's (laughs) It's <laughs> anyway, gonna be big
1: someday. Gonna, I, I've got. I see big things in the future for this game, man. Um, so we are owners, not we. You are. I'm the GM. All the characters in the game are owners of a disused zoo that they need to populate with monsters. Yes. And a lot's happened because it's actually been a month since we last did one of these main episodes. So, mm. um, the essentially, you guys have already got a zombie bear, a skeleton enclosure, um, an owl bear, an owl bear baby, yeah, and a gilan. And, and an art
2: installation of two skeletons fighting each
1: other. That's true. <laughs> and it's going pretty well because they've also got... Uh, they've hired two guards. That didn't go too well. But wow, they've also yeah. hi- they've also sort of aggressively hired a new um, sort of cafeteria guy. Oh, Honest food. Gabe, yep. Honest yeah. Gabe. But um, the, the last two sessions... So the first one was literally the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I mean, the Phantom of the Opera is a pretty... D and D type story anyway because they do go through a dungeon Mm -hmm. in it. The only trouble is it's not populated with monsters, so that's the only real difference. He absolutely kicked our ass. Yeah, so it was almost almost a TPK. Almost, almost. we timed out a fight. We was like, nope. Yeah, it was. It was normal. Almost a TPK, and it was James's character, Keith Wegman, who saved. The party basically. Yeah. yeah. Because what happened was they fought um all of the players they not the players, the characters. All <laughs> of the characters they fought a frog hemoth, which if you don't know is a giant frog monster from D and D with like nearly two hundred HP. Yeah. And, yeah. It's both fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the, sa- the sad thing is, is that um it has immunity to electricity and their their opening gambit was to to sort of uh, Let's the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody Norman, the warlock, electrocuted the water and he's he he's, he's so smug, he was like, Yeah, I done it, I electrocuted the water, and then you go into the next room, this thing's still well alive and yeah. kicking. All
0: the minions were dead floating in the water. Yeah. The, the, the frog that demon. was funny, yeah. He did he did sixty damage, or at least he rolled a sixty damage, but because of its immunity. Did it didn't phase it. Yeah, 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 so thirty, yeah. Horrible and
1: the, the, um, but then after that you went through did a bunch more puzzles and finally got to the Phantom who'd captured this girl called Christine and he has her enthralled and he's like a really high level bard. And actually, I learnt this off of one of our listeners when they were talking about cool moves in RPGs. Yeah. Um. He the phantom fills up the room with fog so nobody can see, then sh- shocks it with an electrical thunderwave storm. <laughs> Nasty. And everyone who's moist from the fog just gets double damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, basically everyone went down. One character died. Our the manager of the old business, yeah. Stanley, and anyway. he just his final words were goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. And. Um, the best part about the whole Phantom of the Opera thing was all of the uh, the dungeon puzzles. Oh God! Yeah. You guys oh want to describe some God. of them, <laughs> James? Some... You are like? Eh,
0: there was one. one stumped us, and, and oh. we had to stop the session, and then we had to start the session with the puzzle, and it still took us about half hour. Yeah, <laughs> of real time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It
1: was um, essentially they were trying to figure out these two sort of. There was a visual metaphor, and then a, <laughs> and, a, and, a and a riddle, <laughs> and yeah. both of which would give them a chord that they need to play or sing. In front of the door to open the door, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and yeah. the first one was easy. It was who plays when he works and works when he plays, and they got it straight away. It was a musician, yeah. And they go into the next room, and there's a skeleton playing cards at a table, and uh, essentially the the answer to the puzzle was play dead, D E A D, and you had to play it on a nearby viola, and yeah. it took them ages to oh, get it. They yeah, thought Jesus it was something to do with the cards the yeah. skeleton was holding.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It stumped us in real life. Oh uh, big time. Ages. And, like, yeah, we spent like the end of. Of the first session, just beside ourselves, not knowing what's going on. And then we're like, oh yeah, well, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it through the week. No one discussed it. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And you know,
1: the sad thing is yeah. every time they got the, the solution wrong, the room would electrocute oh, them. Man. And so James, you wasted he's he's the party's main healer, he's a paladin, and oh, yeah. he wasted all his healing spells on a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, so that's why when they got to the end the last fight, everyone was fucking oh, battered. Yeah. Imagine yeah. these like people with like black eyes, like blood coming out of their mouths, or yeah. bruised, their armor fucked up. They run into the last room and they're like, Right,
2: <laughs> we have going <laughs> a word with you. I've got you've come for the final fight and we're like oh no
1: yeah so um James had to sort of drag their lifeless corpses back to uh, back to a nearby friend's mansion and get get them sort of resurrecting and stuff um, and I also got that, a Gielan yeah we got Gielan so this is one of the weirdest monsters in d and I think we mentioned this on <laughs> yeah. a previous podcast we did but- yeah. It was. there's basically a, a zombie frozen in ice and they're using
0: it to um, preserve food, which is pretty good. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. back of him is is the fridge unit and the front of him is <laughs> yeah. the display of the gilets. So they've got
1: nice <laughs> ice-cold drinks yeah. and frozen food, there which is go. fucking awesome. We've yeah. also
0: got Frozen Stan, which is uh, Sean's previous character said, <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're keeping, him, keeping oh, him fresh. Yeah, keeping yeah, him we in we good, good condition. Him, yeah. they're trying to resurrect him at the minute. Yeah, That's yeah, right,
1: we so, are. Good point, yeah, because what happened after all of this, because Stanley died, uh, the sort of the zoo's taken a back seat for one session, they're trying to resurrect him. And there's a sea hag that they know who's, <laughs> who's an absolute horrible woman. <laughs> yeah. And she's, she's asked for Illithid Ica, two pints of goblin blood, and the, the blood, blood of a holy, holy man. man. That's yeah. easy enough because Keith, K- James' character, is a holy man. Just a little bit of blood, goblin blood, everyone was like, easy. Right, so let's start <laughs> with the Illithids. These are mind flayers. Mm-hmm. And so they had to go into the Underdark to go and get it. And I'll try and, try and keep this brief, but they went to this giant sort of brain fortress um, yeah. that had a big brain library in it, owned by these illithids, and tried to kill them. But the thing is, before that, what happened is they went into a bar full of drow. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, F, Ryan's an idiot, man. Because,
0: <laughs> he, who's buying me a drink? Which one of who's buying me a drink? He
1: walks in, <laughs> yells that, and everyone immediately starts <laughs> on him, because they were all, tensions were already high. Everyone was looking at him. A bar fight starts and this guy helps them out called Clinton. Yeah. And when they get to the Brain Fortress and they start fighting the Illithids, it turns out Clinton is a doppelganger and he has some contract with them mm-hmm. and he's, he's brought them here to feed them to the Illithids so they can be additions to their brain library. Yep. Yep. And the real Clinton is there hanging on the wall behind them. And that was their sort of first hint. And they look left and see this doppelganger stood next to them. Yeah, awesome. the, the fight's doppel- been pretty epic so far. Sorry, what were you going to say James? The uh, doppelganger kept changing into us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah! my God! Yeah, throughout the fight, yeah, it, one of it changed into James's character at one point, and he was like, "I would never say that," and then he was like, "I would never say that." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then James yeah, sitting there at the table,
1: and as the double gang was running away in James's form, James tried to hit it in the back, and he goes, "Oh, see, hitting a fleeing man, unhonourable." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we should mention Alan Fiend Alan Fiend, What happened to him was um, no.
0: Who he is. Oh, not yeah, Norman thing. I will talk about him in a second. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: Essentially, what happened in the fight, uh, sort of the highlight of the fight was an Illithid got chucked down a pit. Yeah. Then the other Illithid went on uh, hold and wanted to take a reaction. Norman, our sort of chief magical guide, the warlock guy, starts running up to the other Illithid near this hole and yeah, he just mind controls him. him and yeah. gets him to jump down the hole. <laughs> yeah. He
3: goes, oh, no! because <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got this awesome voice. <laughs> It was really funny, and uh, for, so so what they did to save him was that um, Grant Shaftesbury, who's uh, the barbarian on the team, he gets a javelin out and pierces Norman to the wall of the hole, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, through yeah. his shoulder, and he's like, <laughs> Saved him, though. Yeah, that was, him that
0: was a last-ditch attempt, and yeah. actually pulled it off. Yeah, I could believe it.
1: <clears> yeah, it was pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, that so that's where we're at at the moment. That's where we sort of stopped the game. We had to stop it mid-fight, because it went on right up until the end, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, the one highlight, as Nick very rightly pointed out, is that um, the warlock uh, Norman Fiend—he's named after his sort of patron, who's, who's also—he's he, a real fiend, not just a little gnome. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's—we based him on Alan Partridge because it was—it was a stupid joke. Because what happened at the beginning of the game was that. Um, James T. who's playing Norman he said I need to pick A Fiend and we we're like A Fiend is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. He, there was a bit where for some reason he had to commune with his patron like deity and as he walks in he goes "Aha!" <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you that don't know Alan Partridge, that's going to be wildly unfunny. Yeah, yeah. But go and check it out. It's like a comedy uh, chat show. He's a fictional chat show. Yeah. And he kills a man live on air. Does coke on air He's by a accident. It's, it's really, it's really funny.
2: It's me, Alan Fiend!
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I, did a little mock-up picture for our group where I made Alan Partridge
2: red and, and gave him horns. <laughs> so good. But that's the indeed.
1: That's where we're at. Are you, are you guys enjoying it
2: at the yes. moment? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love the, uh, I love the whole monster hunting. We spoke about it before, but I love the fact that every fight you have to think about a little bit differently because it's not just a case of killing it, getting the loot. It's trying to it, capture it, bring it to, back. Trying, you know, to, well, yes. trying to manage a business while adventuring.
0: It's fantastic. It is really fun, yeah, because we've got so many dynamics like, yeah. going on. Like mm-hmm. you said, managing the business and all that. But then we've got so many like other characters in the mix, like the people that we hired to be our bodyguards. One of them is actually paying us because all they want to do is... like shoot people shoot. from the roof she yeah. was like 14 and didn't understand what employment was yeah. so she's giving
1: them her pocket money to be able to shoot people on the roof that's it yeah, the other yeah. one
0: was like this belligerent drunk who didn't know oh pickled Pete it, yeah. it, it can't even see in front of his own Like we made heart. him head of security of course yeah.
1: well, you guys forgot to tell him like, because he said, right. So I will just beat anyone up who comes through the gate. And of course, <laughs> your catering guy came through the gate, and Pickle Pete started fighting him. So you guys came back to town, seeing Iverna shooting the Sea Hag, who you're quite friendly with, yeah. and then Pickle Pete fighting one of your other employees. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the HR woman hasn't been seen for a long time. I was time. gonna say we haven't heard from her yeah. for ages. We keep mentioning
0: that. that we need to talk Speak to her. To the Every heart. time, yeah, lots we, of bad things are happening.
1: We get to the downtime part, and people are like, we should check in with the HR lady. But and first, then
0: and then yeah. everyone
2: does like five different things. And then, like, right, well, we're done. Let's go. She's obviously dead. Then we need to. Uh, yeah, we, I need to. Uh, I need to. Uh, yeah, we do a welfare check next. No, maybe
0: <laughs> everything's grand, but she's just hidden away, working. Maybe yeah. she's working maybe she's really working hard, diligently. Actually, the, the zoo is actually
1: making pretty good money at the moment because of your guys' downtime activities. Like, in your downtime, I've been doing loads of actions to promote the zoo, like Keith. Wegman, for example, he's a paladin and he's used to scribing out Bibles and shit like this. Yeah. So he <laughs> uses it make, to like, make flyers. And stuff, so yeah. flyers. Making, like, that's right. Someone made mentioned flyers. it, didn't they? They was like, I found this. It was like, oh, yeah, that that was on, uh, It was on the, yeah, so it was actually the one where you weren't there, James. And uh, basically they came back to the zoo, a bunch more people were there and they were like, oh, we heard about it from this flyer. And then yeah. um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's been going around making special beers for, mm-hmm. the, for the thing. And of course, we got you a pretty cool mini that has a beer on the shield.
2: Oh, so, 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 so of, of course, main. what happened? I had to get a, shield a special shield in game made up with a beer on the front.
1: But yeah, it, I, I'm loving uh, D&D it's a so lot of far. Fun, yeah. It gives me sort of what I enjoyed about Pathfinder without what I hated about Pathfinder. Yeah, fair so, so enough. Yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. really like it. Fair argument. Um, but I know it's boring to talk about D&D, so we're going to stop now. Yes. Um, Cypher System, you've been reading that, right, Nick? Yes, I have. It's cool. Yeah, so
2: I kicked, uh, I kicked a backstarter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Take that, you little Take backstarter. Take that, you little
2: backstarter. Um, so I backed a kickstarter ages ago, and, you know, classic me, I had to forget to check up on them, and uh, it was ready to go a long time ago, and I didn't press the button. So I finally pressed the button, and it all come through, and um, I forgot, because it was actually the kickstarter for Monty Cook's um, Your Best Game Ever. Mm which is basically a book that just kind of explains role-playing. But it goes into a lot of detail. GMs, how to keep a party together, what to do between groups, what to do if you've got a bit of conflict. You know, just the how-to. Some of it's a little bit sucky-eggy, the rest of it. But it's nice, and it's a very nice product. But I forgot that you could bolt on the cipher system rulebook with it, which full price is about 60 quid. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of money. So I got that come through, uh, and it's cracking. I love it. It's really cool. I I didn't know much about it until I started reading it. But it's a very story-centric, kind of pretty rules light. The um, DM doesn't roll at all. Uh, like it's that. all done. It's all done by the players, um, and it's kind of yeah. It's a cool system. You kind of. Um you have a target number, and then depending on certain things, you can kind of discuss it, and it can bring that target number down. And if you can actually eventually bring it down to zero, obviously it's a it's an automatic take twenty. But it's fun. A There's a lot more to it than that. Open cool. D twenty system, right? Yeah, so it's D twenty, but predominantly. But it's cool, man. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's so far so good. It's it's a good game for what it looks like. If you want to do a good story game, and I'm thinking about doing a Destiny game with it. So it could be fun. Ooh, yeah, so I might do be, that. That'll
1: be fun. It's fine. And
2: plus, you love Destiny, so I love Destiny. I, I would so. love to play that. Yeah, oh, please. mate, I'd yeah, love cool. to play it. So yeah, so got that and I've got the, so I've got the cipher system, I've got your best game ever, which again is a lovely product, nice hardback. It's a kind of a, a landscape book rather than a trade book, which yeah. is quite cool. That's it's quite cool. a thick one. Yeah. That's I should cool. I was meant to bring it, I'll bring it next time, but it's quite nice. I haven't read it fully yet, but so far so good. And then lastly, which was really nice, which was like a kind of um, bonus part of it, it was a GM notebook and it's a really nice one. It's ring bound. Um, it's nice. got sections, you know, there's bits in between for every section for your, you know, NPCs, reoccurring characters, campaign notes, all this kind of stuff, all done up. Yeah, decent. Check it out. Go check out Monty Cook's um, yeah stuff. It's nice. The GM yeah, Notebook's I, really nice.
1: I may, I may be sort of misremembering. You know, funny enough, you know when I said that Monty Hall was based on an old d d designer? <laughs> yeah. Monty Cook was who I was thinking of. But um, uh, bloody... He's he, I, I might be wrong about this, but uh, as far as I'm aware, because he designed uh, the 3.5. This is where I'm really going to be talking about out my eyes. But yep. as far as I remember, he did a Kickstarter for a new game, all oh, right, called this setting of the dark sun. And it was like it was something like that, it was like dark sun. And he charged like 250 for just for like the main book. It might not be him, I wow. might be wrong. Yeah, we will do and a his, fact check on that. His, but that's his the, whole that's thing outrageous. was like, um, was like. Well, your players are going to want to play it, and I believe that you should all chip in to get this. So give me your money, bitch. What?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's it, outrageous. One of the things it came with was like
2: a, a statue, which was like a symbol of a hand from the world. It might not be him, but um, we're we'll looking into it. that. But yeah, but yeah, but like like I said, I mean, I haven't done much on on Monty Cook games, so I don't know yet. So we will do a proper review once we've read well, it. Well, he's a pedigreed author, right? So yeah, I'm sure, so, it's good. So far, so good. But the product's lovely. The art's fantastic, I must say.
1: Yeah, but that's it for what we've been saying. Yeah. Goodbye. No, we're going to go on to the uh, main subject now, which is going to be the 3T RPG Awards 2019. Yes. for the awards. Essentially, this is going to be the the best and worst things from this year, such as products, services, anything RPG-related. And for each category, me and Nick could each nominate up to two things. And so you might see some things getting double nominations, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely fine in the context of this. James didn't nominate anything because he hasn't been on the podcast for like six months and has missed some of the stuff, but he's going to be here to comment, commentate, give his insights is wisdom (laughs) um and yeah so essentially what it is is that um uh, and another thing is that a lot of the um things might not have been released this year um but it's things that we've experienced this year or or things that we believe deserve a shout out and can still be relevant today so that's essentially it and if you don't like the format send your mail to my, <laughs> ass, my
0: ass <laughs> blow my ass blow
1: my ass <laughs> i forgot about that yeah, oh my god and the first category is best company and the nominees are just insert imagination orbital intelligence goodman games and just insert imagination and the winner is just insert imagination <laughs>
0: <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> yeah
1: I mean they've been moaning at us every year to get a bloody award here it is yeah. shut up you happy now like, you happy no these guys um, to be fair they've had a pretty good year putting out one of the biggest settings the world has ever seen and <laughs> we, will, we will it's talk true. about that later yeah because <laughs> yeah. we're all three big fans of this but just in certain imagination, they're responsible for a lot of really, really good value products and yeah. have very good business ethics when it comes to yeah. pricing their products. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, they do these plug-and-play adventures for Savage Worlds where you get everything you need... Barely need to read it, and they, it's just a simple adventure with loads of twists and complications you can chuck in. Yeah, and they all come with pre-made character sheets. They come with GM screen inserts. It's it, good and, to go. Yeah, yeah, and they're cheap as fuck. They, they are. are. They're
0: ridiculous. <clears throat> and Sometimes they start off for free and then they get go yeah. To like or a, they put them on sale, and you're like, I mean that was cheap yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, like 50p or yeah, something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So check them out.
1: Yeah. And Eric Lamarou is the main writer there. Mornay does the layouts and a lot of the artwork, and they're both very talented. And as a result, because it's mostly in-house, they can kind of keep costs low and mm-hmm. keep the price low, which is really awesome. And they're responsible for a game that came out this year, Wise Guys. But spoiler, we will be talking about that shortly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Just set Imagination, great company, great ethics. They make awesome products. Check them out. Absolutely. Well done. And the next award is for Worst Company. And the nominees are Utherwald Press. Modifius, Modifius. <laughs> That's two Modifii. Mod- mod- Anyway, the winner is... Modifius. Yeah!
3: I'll
1: be boo! Alright, man. So, uh, as much as we do like their games, you know, we we ramped up a Gen Lab campaign this year, Mm -hmm. and it was great bloody fun. But the thing that consistently bleeds into Modifius's sort of business ethos is their money-hungry, ravenous... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: it's only
1: true. It started with the dice started with the dice for tales from the loop where it's uh, it's the most pointless rpg product i've ever bought (laughs) And then, and then it mo- we move on to... They're selling bottle caps. Oh, my God. They're selling bottle caps for their new Wasteland Warfare game that cost £15. Pounds.
2: And they are literally bottle caps.
1: <laughs> What's the point? They must have cost about a penny to make. <laughs> they're making mad buck with these. Let me say this. They're, they're, they're okay for use of bennies in Savage Worlds, for example. Yeah, they're cool. But in what the Wasteland Warfare game, they, do, they don't actually have much use. Oh. Uh, they, they, they come with stickers that you can put on them.
0: Therefore... Meaning wait, that they're wait. not even themed anymore. So wait. you
2: could use blank bottle caps for half the price, yeah. and Just put a sticker on anyway.
0: Not even half. You could just take them off the bottle caps that you're drinking your bottles from, or you can get like a bag of a hundred for a quid. Yeah, and that's like, what, I what I did. What I got the, them
2: from Wilco. What if yeah. they exactly? If they if they serve no
0: purpose, Modifius, if you're listening,
2: uh, what they should do is throw them in free with a figure, right? If you're buying a mini at fifteen quid a pop, you know or whatever, what I, I think it is. In
1: there I there? I the, I can't remember who it is. It might be Bethesda themselves or. Modiphius, but somebody sells coca cola um, uh, like as a drink you know for like 10 quid a bottle right, yeah, and yeah. I reckon that there's just they had surplus of those lids Yeah. You and, yeah. and Modifius went can we buy those can, can we sell them, them, them on for 2,000 pounds <laughs> and not only
2: that but that Wasteland Warfare game is a joke like it really is there's so I, much unnecessary tap with it have you seen like the notebooks and stuff
1: yeah it's more of a um, a skirmish game than it yeah. is an RPG yep. but it's all about selling models they, ref- they don't refer to a character as a character in the game or a unit they refer to it as a model <laughs> They actually say that. Every single picture... The first thing the book fucking says is how to paint your models. Oh, God. And then every single piece of artwork in the game is is their fucking like posed models and the worst thing being is the characters they have these little cards and it's unpainted fucking models and they're that is
0: the laziest low laziest. bar
1: for, for laziness I've ever seen and the fact that they've released product lines
2: all about selling more products it's madness I mean like not being funny Modifius, but there's a little little company called, Ga- uh, called Games Workshop out there um, been doing it for years Look, <laughs> and just me so
1: many people have tried to muscle in onto their turf and only one has done it and yeah. that's Frostgrave right so yeah look it ain't gonna happen Modifius. I think they're doing too much. They are, exactly. So, yeah, they won worst company this year for being money-hungry scum. Yeah, take your bottle caps and get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Okay, and the next award is for Best Product. And the nominees are Acquisitions Incorporated by Hasbro. Wise Guys by Just Insert Imagination. Judge Dread of the Worlds of 2000 AD by Rebellion and EN Publishing. Savage Worlds Adventure Edition box set by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. And the wiener is <laughs> You laugh at that every year. That
2: is so bad.
1: <laughs> so Wise Guys <laughs> by Just Insert Imagination. Oh,
3: yes. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, no surprise
3: there. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> this this easily wins best product. Tough one, one though, but.
2: It was a tough one, man. Between
1: those, you know... But it
2: does. It's the runaway winner.
1: It's the runaway winner because we've anticipated this game for a long time and we played in the playtest. We loved it. And when it came out, it exceeded our expectations. totally. Amazing artwork, fun game. Pre-gens are incredible. The Mm -hmm. adventures are amazing. And sweat um, and tears have gone into it. They really have. Eric has worked tirelessly on this product and it really, really deserves the award. If you want to play a gangster game in Savage Worlds, this is what you need. It's the only one. Exactly. Well, that's it,
2: really. Yeah, that's all <laughs> you got to say. Enjoy, your, enjoy your trophy. Yep. Eric, it's in the post. <laughs>
1: yeah, but we're, we're sending up PDF
2: trophies this year. We're, <laughs> learning,
1: we're, we're learning from Pinnacle. They're going to be GIFs. <laughs> yeah. um, Bootmarks. You can print yourself. Don't yeah, yeah. print off your own trophy. Stick <laughs> it to a real one. Print off your own trophy. <laughs> 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 oh, all right, God. and the next category is Worst Product. And the nominees are Mifarog by Varg Vikernes. Mazes and Mox... <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> Moxters. <Clisters>. Ma- <laughs> it's like a maze with a guy going,
2: You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get out of this maze.
1: Mazes and Monsters by Procter and Gamble. Fallout Wasteland Warfare by Modifius And Savage Worlds Archetypes by Atomic Ninja Studios. And the winner is... Savage Worlds Archetypes by Atomic Ninja. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is one. I don't like making videos that much, but this product prompted me to make a video for our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, and out of nowhere, I was like, "What's this?" Oh, I like where that. I was pretending that I really liked it, but actually, this is if you want f- like five archetypes, five sheets of paper, right? Five archetypes for ten pounds. These guys have got it for you. Real cheap. It's- <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: such value for money such value for money I mean obviously like say for example just uh, just insert imagination you get an adventure five characters loads of scenarios GM inserts for less money was it and about pound? The, 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 yeah these guys the funny thing about the Atomic Ninja Studios is they released it for a tenner and they, the characters don't even have edges and hindrances and, they're extra and, you pay extra for them yeah and they've got all this erroneous details um, um, around the characters like sort of uh, I can't remember, but it was just like something like how they spent the points to get to this point. So you have to rewrite them out anyway. The sheets aren't even usable. What the fuck? And they don't have edges and hindrances, and they don't have races either. So the whole thing is, you've still got to put a lot of work in, and you spend a tenner for the privilege. It's not money. That's stupid. It's, it's wildly stupid. It was funny, because as soon as it came out, um, every single review on DriveThruRPG was complaining about the price. And they tried to justify it, saying yeah but hey listen man it's something missing from the book so we put it back in there So, like okay fine the archetype section is missing from the new savage worlds but I'm not paying a tenner for it no I'll well, well actually own. you know the sad thing is I did pay a tenner for it to do that stupid oh video. yeah
2: oh my god <laughs> that's disgusting we need to our prices
1: we do yeah we should I mean the one that we worked on for months and months and months that gives you 78 different scenarios for your game available now RPG, 78 Hamlet Happenings whopping price $1. of £1.50 <laughs> so, come on guys seriously Atomic Ninja come on come on <laughs> and the next category is most improved product Ugh. and the nominees are <laughs> Savage Worlds Adventure Edition by Pinnacle Entertainment Group and Savage Worlds Adventure Edition by Pinnacle Entertainment Group.
2: Oh, they've done it good. They've done the best job. Every year they went... Yeah, well done, guys. Every year they
1: won a bad award, and this year they've done good. No, no way. Done it. they've done so they did it. well.
2: They're like the naughty kid of the class that has now become the prefect. Exactly. So Nick, <laughs> go, guide us through,
1: take us on an audio tour of why Savage Worlds Adventure Edition has become good.
2: Because it's just so much bloody better. The let start. Where should we start? The art. So so me and Harrison, uh, we got the boxes, of course. The uh, because we had to, and it, you get. I mean, the price is, well, the price, you know, is the price.
1: Well, the shipping was bad, but yeah. the price
2: is reasonable. But for what you get in there, it's incredible. And you get all the extra bits, um, you know, the bennies, the dice, the templates, the plastic te- blast templates, the the magic point counters, the extra books, s- Extra books. you get settings, you get mini settings in there, you really get how to write a world. I mean, even the rule book, nice hardback, all the art has continuity now. I mean, I know they've reused some of their old stuff, I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, but it was by yeah. the same
1: artists but that were in the new book. Precisely.
2: So. so it all flows so much nicer. There's no, like, I mean, pixelated pages. You stuff. guys remember what fucking Deadlands looked like. Ooh. Not Deadlands, the original one, Deluxe. Deluxe, yeah. I've got it. What, yeah. the big hardback thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Deluxe, the previous edition. Oh, sorry, that one.
2: Yeah, actually, the first one's not bad. It's all black and white art, but the art's all right.
1: Yeah, and then when they moved on, it just the presentation was really went down the toilet and it was like obviously we're very open minded and pitching it to like you two for example you're open minded and up for playing anything Mm -hmm. but then when you're pitching it to somebody you don't know and you go this is what we're playing you show them the deluxe book you're like "Oh, oof. what is this oh, yeah. oh, what what is that? That? Oh. their, their yeah. thing was always it only costs a tenner but for t- for a tenner I could be buying five character sheets so you know not the way that <laughs>
0: but
1: the book's now it's now a, a, the price of a normal RPG it's 30 quid and it looks like a 30 quid product yes and precisely it does. the changes they made to the game are brilliant the mm-hmm. way spellcasters now have more options than just casting a spell you can now mod all of your spells as more change statuses. Them. so if you to be vent, yeah the statuses are great so it means that non-combat characters that do tricks and insult people during combat they've got more options yeah absolutely um, it is just it's just it's what
2: we wanted from savage worlds this whole time the reason we were so critical before is because we because, love it so much exactly it's our little baby and it's our favorite i mean hand on heart it is our favorite system you all know that we've been you know we've been championing the system for years but and, you yeah. know they haven't given us any money yet no they haven't no. Know or the even biggest... acknowledged our existence which is always nice James you know
1: you know the funniest thing you know years and years ago we complained about the bookmarks oh, yeah. oh. guess what bookmarks have now got useful information on uh, hell yeah. yeah But who Story... came? We, we said this a lot on the podcast Hing, we ain't gonna shut up until we get our money exactly James where's our cheque where's our cheque <laughs> Shane where's our cheque come on
2: man <laughs> you can wish Owen leaned up a happy birthday but on Facebook but you can't even send us a cheque yep
1: where was my happy
2: birthday <laughs> yeah. and, and mine Yeah fucking shine. Shine. shine
1: shine
2: shine Hensley we love you really yeah, keep up do. the good work well done and no, the next category is best system
1: and the nominees are DCC by fuck Dungeon Cruel Classics by Goodman Games Lamentations of the Flame Princess Dungeon Cruel Classics by Goodman Games and Savage World Suede Adventure Edition by Pinnacle Entertainment Suede Group <laughs> And the winner is Dungeon Cruel Classics by Goodwin Games. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I was confused and I don't know if we've given them the award on a previous year, but I'm fairly certain last year it was Gen Lab and the year before was Savage Worlds. Mm. So um, if we, we've we done a mistake, sorry, but DCC absolutely deserves
0: this award. It's just like, fantastic. Know, if you just...
1: haven't played it, play it
0: so close to our hearts as well it's so good yeah we've, we've exactly been,
1: we've been playing it I mean we have stopped momentarily but we've been playing on this podcast for two goddamn years yeah. and never once has I, have I felt boring or no. felt the system was no. predictable no you know absolutely I mean?
2: yeah you never knew what every you know when, when we come, in, our, um, come in, in on a Saturday morning for our AP and stuff it's always we go out absolutely shattered it's so exciting yeah. don't it
0: it's just it's, it's, so much happens it's perfect it's it's it, it is brilliant. it really is
1: and the thing is it's good for an AP format as well because of the simplicity of it yeah, but totally. it's simple with a lot of depth it really rewards players for um their kind of uh creativity Pretty, yeah for those so. that don't know dcc is like a it's a uh it's an osr game so yeah. it uses the old D rule set and sort of builds on it but it builds on it in such a clever way where it makes it open to interpretation and mm-hmm, modding so mm-hmm. things like cyber Scroll sprawl classics have come out Country Cruel Classics, classics. Mutant
2: Cruel. What was that
1: one? Country Cruel Classics, man. It's a redneck game. Oh my God. God. Oh, dip our toes into that. Yes. yes. And you can roll up a character like super quick. Um, I, I learned about this from Spellburn recently. We'll get back to talking about DCC, but I learned about this from the Spellburn podcast. And they rolled up a character in it who's like you know, their mum done something to them and they have a bulletproof hat and they have an <laughs> alcoholism problem and you could just roll up these like Love background it. details. Yes. Super so, But that's the good thing about the Dungeon World Classic system is that not only does it do brilliant things with the magic where you roll on random tables and mm-hmm. a great um, system where you go up and down a dice chain for bonuses, but it, it's also such a really, it's ripe for modding and yeah. lots of people have done it. We've played the the main system for two whole campaigns, loved it. <laughs> And also we've played these subsystems and read the subsystems mm-hmm. that people have made in these mods and they're also brilliant. brilliant. Yep. As a result, if you want to get into a game that's got a lot of fucking legs, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. this one. And Check it really it allows
0: you to focus on role-playing.
1: Exactly, exactly. And because the
2: companies swell, you know, they do a lot of stuff. They really do. They um, won uh, Best Company before. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, from
0: us? Yeah, from yeah, of us. Course, of, course, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> of course. I thought you meant from like an official... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait this, is the, this is the only official oh I know I know that oh, no, look no, the
1: Ennies the Ennies they're they're, they're they subpar what do they know they the, don't know subpar and they are officially devoid <laughs> That's right, everyone. The Annie's have died. You heard it here first. It's the free T Awards now. We're the new lot. <laughs> yeah, DCC, well done. Great fucking game. If you want to play an OSR game and you only want to play one, this has
2: got to be it. And the book's not even that expensive either.
1: 25 quid for like 6,000 pages. Yeah, it's fucking
2: massive. home of a book. Hardback. Yeah. I ca- You could ca- kill someone with it. I was okay. just about to say yeah, that. You- okay. <laughs> <You> Joke stealer. Doubles <laughs> up as a gravestone. I might do that, actually. Here lies, Harrison. And the next award is for best published adventure
1: and the categories are death frost doom for lamentations of the flame princess nearly said by the flame princess (laughs) the hills have knives for wise guys poetry night from fear's sharp little needles by stygian fox for call of cthulhu and tales of the scarecrow by lamentations of the flame princess and the winner is tales of the scarecrow scarecrow scarecrow
2: Well, Nick, you want to describe this adventure? Oh, it's so good. We've spoke about it before, but it's it's a cracker. It's the one where... The party have to venture through a cornfield, and uh, little do they know that there's a giant monster below the cornfield, and it um, bursts its long tentacles through the corn and grabs them and stuff, and they, as soon as they walk through into the corn, they get lost, and they've got to try and get to the middle, and then they're stuck, and it's like a, almost like a siege battle, I guess. It's mental. It's and so there's, good. There's all these little clues and
1: things yep. to get from the a hut in the middle of the field, which is when you get there, things start kicking off. Yeah, exactly. But you modified the adventure slightly and had it that we were retrieving. One of our party mates. It was no, like exactly, a, yeah. it was a, it was a prequel, mm-hmm. but it's
0: super creepy as well. Yeah, like really, really creepy. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally, totally, and like. Oh, it was really because as you're moving through the corn the tentacles start going up and you move at half speed through yeah. the corn so yeah. it's like re- really fucking difficult and it's it's really
2: good because it's a single scene and it's a whole night's exactly. worth of yeah, adventure yeah exactly and people go oh, I'll just burn the corn down <laughs> no it's magical corn it, re- cut, it, it regrows, regrows for yeah. blast, right? straighter back yeah straighter yeah. back
1: straighter back mate straighter back mate but yeah it was pretty cool because it ended with us like I I think James your character was trying to make a break for the hut to rescue the guy and I, I was on the floor with my gun trying to take an aim manoeuvre with my little bipod and i was trying to shoot the tentacles and it was like it was such a scary adventure because you it know was. it could just take like, you and you know the funny thing is is that the monster if you attack the main body all you're seeing is its like arms coming yeah, up through yeah, the yeah. ground the main body has a 1000 hit dive. A
2: 1000 hit dice. so it's like it? a 1000 d6 yep. and right. its brain's <laughs> below the house which you don't realize but its actual brain pan is sits below the house yeah, it's yeah so it's so a cracking cool. adventure yeah, it's it's so amazing.
1: atmospheric and really cool and yeah. what i like is the uh, foreword as well in it where it says the, uh, the the artwork of the front cover doesn't actually make sense when you read the book, but he said, "but I got a piece of awesome artwork and I'm going to use it." No,
2: it's so fair so. enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: really great. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Tales of the Scarecrow if you can pick that one up get it it's really good it's also in the uh, Lamentations Adventure Anthology colon death is that the one with the skull on the front? yeah yeah. yeah they both yeah, have yeah, skulls yeah. but one skull is like in a dark room the other one's on fire or some
2: shit something like that cracking though that's the one with the black pages no that's not the one with the black pages it is oh it is yeah, yeah, yeah really yeah. good really nice piece of uh, piece, piece of, work, of work that is yeah and the next category is best
1: artwork and the nominations are Feast of Legends the Wendy's RPG by Wendy's <laughs> Warhammer 4th Edition by Cubicle 7, Cypher System by Monty Cook Games and Warhammer 4th Edition by Cubicle 7. And the winner is Warhammer 4th Edition.
3: Hooray. Hooray. Hooray.
1: Oh, that's so bad. Anyway, okay, have a look at this James. Check that oh, wow. out. Yes, James, mate. you haven't seen this yet, so we'll get your reaction.
0: So, well, wow. well, firstly, I like the cover, the Beautiful front of book.
1: It's absolutely gorgeous. I think it is. Describe, <laughs> describe it to our listeners. The, well, the like, art style.
0: Right, so the art style. It's uh it's kind of like how oh, the, the fuck can I describe this? It's got like it's super awesome fantasy. Your mate's lost his hair then. Some of the <laughs> Yes. But some of the, like the sort of like the fur and the hair looks like quite realistic. Yeah
1: yeah mm. that's a fair way to describe it because it is sort of it's a realistic like epic fantasy type stuff but if you open the first few pages you'll see what what yeah, the, map, you for starters. That the map, map is huge yep. it's crazy There's so much detail <clears throat> that's just
0: done the uh, what's this bit called the
1: inside cover oh, yeah. that's Actually, glorious the... Reichland, mate glorious. <laughs> yeah and then um, yeah it, one of the things i like about Ooh. the artwork is Ooh. it starts with this sort of introduction to the world and it's these big double page art spreads with mm-hmm. like little notes and it's got, uh, basically, you Warhammer revolves around taking different jobs. And it's got about 100 jobs in there that you can take, and each one is its own unique piece of artwork. Yeah. It's crazy how much effort has gone into the art for this so game. So much colour and like And it's well. got this sort of gritty realism yeah. slash cartoonishness to mm-hmm. it. It's very hard to describe, but just take a look at the preview on Through RPG and so you understand. So good. Mate, this
0: artwork is yeah. banging. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: beautiful. beautiful. It's
0: like, and it's, it's perfect continuity because you've got the recurring characters right. it all. Yeah, yeah, that's and a do good And you know point.
2: what's really good? The old the, the the other one that we've got, is it second no first, first edition. So first edition came out in the like the late eighties, early nineties, I think. And even then the art's pretty special. And they've really just kind of got even better in I
1: this. I can't place. imagine how much it costs to oh, do this because it's one of the mate. most beautiful books I've seen. Yeah, it really the is. The biggest shame about the artwork though. Um, is that it doesn't feature James Clark on the cover anymore? Oh no! Oh, yeah. that pe- people may remember a meme that we did a while back, where the, the, this guy on the cover of Warhammer First Edition it looks like James when he's doing a very specific face. Yeah. Like, it, it really looks like
2: him. Oh, these monsters are sick! Yeah, yeah, so good. Do you know it's so worth the wait? I mean, well, the
1: thing about Warhammer Fourth Edition is it's got it's, there's a grossness to it and, yeah. and a, a diseaseness to yeah, it, that's and it's, right. it's like sort of all plaguey Feculent. and the yeah. um the whole book really screams that. Like James yeah. said. The monsters are sick, but Mm -hmm. in the way that they're disgusting (sighs) and also good. Yeah, it's both meanings. Bit both there. Yeah. Yeah, So, Warhammer Fourth Edition, pick it up if you like good art. We haven't actually delved too much into the system yet, but we we played the old one and it's fantastic. So yes. And the next category is for worst artwork, (laughs) (laughs) and the nominees are Tingleverse by Chuck Tingle, Fallout Wasteland Warfare by Modifius, Mitharog by Varg Vikernes. And Savage Tokusatsu by BPP Games, and the winner is Mifarog by Varg Vikernes. This
0: what? is this is hilariously bad. It that. has
1: to be. So, all right, now James, you've described the artwork of Warhammer. Describe the artwork of Mifarog that you saw earlier.
0: Um, you know, like the like kind of shit drawings you do as a kid of like swords on um, a napkin. Yeah, no, not even a napkin, but like you think that's really good because you're like about Four. you're about two seconds old. <laughs> um, and you try really hard yeah no they're all like that and there's like sort of there's about as as long as your thumb, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I don't think any of them are actually as long as it's your like
1: thumb. A, they're mostly like really crap line drawings of weapons. No artwork of monsters,
2: none of the world. People, nothing. the world, no It's just and then but the, it's, it's but, filler. It's it's page filler. Well you bought they, we they, think that you bought uh, just one pack of like I don't know, kid drew kid draws medieval stock weapons art. stock art, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that was our theory. Like, like because it seems like because on Drive Through RPG, you can buy stock art, and there's probably a stock art pack of weapons, and he's bought that. But the worst example is where there's one page where to sort of break up a few paragraphs and fill in the page, like James said, there's a picture of a, st- a, a staff, and it just, it's just this long rectangle. That's it. That's all it is.
0: And it's supposed to be a weapon, it's just a rectangle filled in brown. Yeah. They literally look like some of them on a couple of pages that I saw just before um, I started the section. Um, I saw that they've got three shields but they place them on the page like they're paragraphs because they're literally filling up space. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, and and the thing is, other than that, there's no artwork. So no. He, this definitely wins. His yeah. excuse in the book, as far as I recall, was that um, tabletop games were about imagination. So he didn't want to put it the So go use your fucking in imagination. It. imagination it's like, in <laughs> exactly. You might as well
0: have just done without. Yeah, well, it's, it's, that, that it's
1: nothing to do with the fact that maybe, you know, Varg couldn't afford artwork. Yeah, and, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, this cover is really nice, but it's by Theodore Catelson, but it's public domain artwork. Ah, if right. you go onto any fucking black metal page, you'll see you'll everyone see that. using that artwork. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the inside artwork. Worthy winner. Worthy winner. Well done, Varg. Well Don't Vogue. kill us. <laughs> he, is, he is a known murderer, James. Like, he actually is. But he's alright, he's miles away. Yeah, he's fine. Well, if you can't afford artwork, you can't afford to get on a and come and <laughs> yeah. So we'll be all right. Yeah. Just to, just to um, clarify there, we're not being elitist about people having money. No, because we ain't got none either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why our artwork is also public domain. We just picked better stuff. Yeah. Um, best, you know, next category is Best Setting. And the nominees are Wise Guys by Just Insert Imagination, Mutant Cruel Classics by Goodman Games, Warhammer 4th Edition by Cubicle 7, and Judge Dread in the Worlds of 2000 AD Adventure Game, Role Playing Game, Tabletop Game by Rebellion, and EN Publishing. And the winner is... Sorry, Motorbike came in briefly <laughs> there. <reader. laughs> that was a really terrible drum roll. <laughs> Wise Guys by Just Insert Imagination. Woohoo! Yeah, boy. So, the reason it won Best Product is because as a toolkit, it, it, it is amazing. But yeah. as a setting as well, it's, it, it's
2: amazing because... It's jizz worthy.
1: It is. Jizz, <laughs> oh, it, <God. laughs> But he is right. He is yeah, right.
2: Yeah, yeah, I Can't argue with that.
1: Um, the thing about it is, is that um, the, the way the setting is laid out is it gives you all of the great locations in Vegas, which is where the setting primarily takes place, and it gives you sub-locations within those. So, it might be like here's downtown, and then here's this location. And I remember the example we gave when we did our sort of book review for it was that um, they had sort of a Caesar's Palace stand Mm -hmm. in. And it would give you adventure hooks as to each part of, the town yep. so not only does it give you a location and a description it gives you things to do there it gives players uh, things to get invested in in each place and that for me is kind of what it makes the best setting yep. but one of the best things is the denizens section oh, which we forgot to talk about in our review <laughs> so <laughs> well as I mentioned I was really ill when I wrote that review but the fact is is that it's got all the big players from the scene mm-hmm. and now you can buy cards with all those players yeah, on mate. it and additionally you've got the contacts as well which is one of the best fucking mm-hmm. parts of the game and you too are actually contacts yeah, in the game mate context yeah. James is a male prostitute, and Nick is a Lone shark. loan shark. Lone shark, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, um, did you know, James? That I, I asked Eric to make you that, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, yeah, 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 but the picture is fitting though. Y- James, uh, the wise guys, and Justin's imagination, and Mornay. Don't forget Mornay. Don't forget Mornay. He, he gets enraged if you do. I would. No, um, yeah, they, they asked for people to send in their pictures, so they had a reference picture, and James sent in a big fucking scary picture. He's got his hair tied up on the top of his head. Yeah, I was topless as well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. I think they... <laughs> They put a shirt on you, I think. Yeah, they did. They, the dude. Um, it's too hot. The it's like nobody wants to see that. It's too hot. <laughs> yeah, he, said, he said the dude, uh, the dude who, who did the artwork, I saw it on Facebook, he goes, no word of a lie, this guy sent me, originally he was topless, but he was too distracting, I had to put a shirt on him. <laughs> <laughs> Cover that up. <laughs> yeah, so the,
1: um, uh, this is kind of more about the product than it is the setting. I guess it's all one thing, but realistically, the cool thing about the contacts is you can use them in the game like adventure cards, and they're sort of... Uh, they they give you an ability, yeah. you know, um, uh, if you get to, with this character enough, you know, if you mm-hmm. get on their good books. So, uh, yeah, the whole the whole setting's amazing. It's it's uh, Vegas. It's the nineties. It's gangsters, and it's got so much detail and so much detail that's useful in mm-hmm. a game, yep, which is totally. what makes it fucking.
2: Perfect.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. So yeah, yeah. bravo
1: to all that worked on that. You're great.
0: You're all great. You're okay. If Vegas okay. is not your
2: thing. There
1: might be a London one coming. But listen. Listen, I want to say for all of my shirtless people out there, (laughs) you've been discriminated against for too long. (laughs) Don't shirt the shirtless. Go
0: shirt. Hashtag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, next category is worst setting. And uh, to be honest, um, it's been a bloody good year. This is more of a (laughs) discussion than it is anything else. Um, We haven't actually... A lot of the stuff we thought was going to be bad ended up being all right. So Mifarog could have been a contender for this, but the setting wasn't terrible it's just it was a pretty dull product overall. Yeah. Wendy's RPG, fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Tingleverse, really fucking really good. good. And it just turned out that all the stuff we thought would be for a laugh was fucking good. Actually really good, yeah. And you know the <laughs> Wendy's RPG, it even gave us our new sort of table saying when something gets a bit bit uh bit hot, bit bit, you know, bit crazy up in there. We all say Costa del Spicy. A bit Costa del Spice <laughs> yeah. which, which was the yeah. location from Wendy's. <laughs> and realistically, the only bad thing I've reviewed this year and it was on uh, and played or anything was uh Frozen Skies. And this is essentially a it's a plane setting where you play planes. <laughs> play where
3: planes. you play
1: pilots in planes. Ah. Flying around a frozen wasteland. And this is easily not the worst setting this year, but the worst setting I've ever read in my life. Um <gasps> <laughs> the The setting makes no sense. Basically, two people were warring over grain, and basically, the people got fed up and you know they, they thought, Oh, we might die. So, where did they go? Antarctica, where there was a hundred percent chance of death, and now they're flying around in planes. They can't even grow food, so they have to rely on people that are pilots, which, which bear in mind, are rare even in this world, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, uh, to get food because they decided to move to somewhere where there was a hundred percent chance of death.
2: Fuck all this arguing over food, we're gonna go somewhere where there's no food.
1: There's no food, they're so and retop. the weather will kill us. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so dumb. And then, to, not to mention the game is stupid, right? There's there's one edge in there. It's for Savage Worlds. And there's one edge in there that says, now you can use fighting using agility instead of strength. Well, it uses agility already. So, I mean, it's it, you can tell this guy doesn't know the system. The dogfight rules are okay, but they're kind of pointless. And it is just the worst thing I've ever read. But... Fair play to the guy that wrote it, Stephen Hughes, because he actually listened and took on board what I said about his game, and he's doing a rewrite of it, and he's getting somebody to redo the rules and make and bring it up to standard. So Ooh, positive. See, we don't we're not,
2: we it. don't try to be mean. We just try to say it how it's it is. Honest. I, and, I was
1: just being honest, and to be fair, I think Stephen Hughes is a really nice guy. So I did feel guilty saying what I said, but it's just an honest review. But and then if
2: you hadn't said it, and then he's you know, and then. He hears about it later on down the line and stuff. Wouldn't you rather just know? Well, Don't forget. And we're this... all going to get a better product
1: for it. Exactly. And certainly, if he improves it, I would love to play a dog fighting fucking RPG that'd yeah. be sick don't
0: forget about the improvements that a certain Saroy made once from a bunch oh yeah of well exactly and
2: also exactly. let's not mention the bookmarks you know we've got multifunctional bookmarks now well yeah. I would I would always
1: give props to people that actually listen to criticism rather than getting annoyed by it so yeah, I mean yeah,
2: I, 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 but <laughs> we don't do that Even though so we, we are hypocrites like, that other guy yeah that's true the other guy got annoyed about it but still rewrote it anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He, he said we were idiots and we, he's, he's <laughs> like no common denominator. Fuck but me. then he was like
2: however I do agree with what they said <laughs> and I have rewritten everything because I'm shit <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I've got some more to say about him later actually funny enough the next award is for best gaming soundtrack and this is music to play along when you play games (laughs) and so the nominees are Fable 2 OST Fiendish Imp World of Warcraft 8 hour relaxing playlist and the best of soft jazz and <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I put the jazz one on when we were playing a game once but the winner is the world of warcraft our eight hour relaxing playlist The trouble is With most soundtracks And most um, Lengths Mm -hmm. Is that they're too short For when you play a game Story of my life (laughs) yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm <laughs> wait, me. wait a minute.
3: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so like we we'll often put on like the Destiny soundtrack, Fable Two, and they're brilliant, but they last two hours, and then we're at the mercy of YouTube's random. Oh my record. god, sometimes it can be yeah. horrendous. Yeah, you want a nice long one because let's be honest, most game sessions for five hours. Especially when we used to listen to Dungeon Synth, and it would so we'd start off with the ones we liked, yeah, and as the yeah, YouTube yeah. got more and more into you know, some really fucking shit, Dungeon Synth would come on. But, but now, yeah, the World of Warcraft one has an eight-hour playlist. It's it's ambient music, so it doesn't get on your nerves, no. and we, yeah, we'll pretty much just loop that through our really fantasy good. games.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Although I must say, the um, the recently we've had a little bit of Fable on, and that's very nice as well. That's yeah. brilliant music, yeah. British composers yeah. as well. So They've so got a few good.
0: because you've got the Fable OST, and, and then it always moves. Yeah, it always moves on to the f- f- fable and chill, yeah. yeah That's it, uh, it's, it's very nice. Good. Yeah, very yeah I
2: love those. And what was your? I was about to say, what was your little tip for finding good stuff? Just put and chill at the end. Yep, yeah, if you want good ambient music, just put and chill.
1: So, uh, for example, we put on the Zelda soundtrack once, but yep. it was Zelda and chill, and it's people that have made like really chill fucking lo-fi Zelda beats and yeah, stuff. It's, it's cracking. Good yeah. shit, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, um, so World of Warcraft music, okay, everyone knows it's good, but it gets an award. There Won't you go, go. Blizzard. You
2: go. Also, Blizzard, stop it. Yeah bl- yeah, Blizzard Stop it Well I want to make A whole episode on that Yeah we have to Yeah man. we'll do that In the new year And the next award Is for shittest Kickstarter stretch goal Ever no, And the year. nominees Are
1: Savage Swirls For Beginners Puppets By Bobby Evans And Savage Swirls For Beginners Puppets By Bobby Evans <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: right, let listeners, Evans. let me tell you a little story, right? Because this guy, man, Bobby Evans, there's no doubt what he does for the Savage Worlds community is is actually, you know, I don't think it's very good, but everyone else seems to like it. But the, the thing is, right, he does this YouTube video where the mic quality is so bad. Let me just do a. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? And you can barely hear what they're saying. And he does this podcast, and the uh, and but he also does like game reviews for Savage Worlds, and behind him. Taped to the wall, and I can't fucking fathom why, is packaging for maps, right? So let
3: me, let me give you an example.
1: So, uh, fuck it. You know those like little um, sort of goes, it's like a bit of cardboard that goes around your sort of like map, like battle yeah. maps, right?
3: We choose. Yeah. He's
1: got those, and he puts, he's, he's unfurled it, taped it to a wall. So it's like the Savage Worlds ETU cover for his maps, and he's taped it to the wall behind him.
0: It's Wait, bizarre.
1: I don't know if he's. I think, like, Zamba if I'm being mean, thing? and he's actually mentally ill. Like, I'm sorry, but it's really weird. Like, he's got packaging for all of his games taped to the wall behind him, and then he's. It's, so that. So you. This is the kind of guy you're dealing with, right? <laughs> and, and then he comes out with this thing. Bruce is he's going to start making Savage Worlds for beginners videos and the logo made it look like it said Savage Swirls for beginners (laughs) so all the comments all the comments on his Kickstarter whenever he posted it were just people saying Savage Swirls to the point where the admins on the Savage Worlds official Facebook group had to come out and say can we stop making Savage Swirls jokes now please we're going to have to switch this up (laughs) and everyone started saying I'm Sworry
3: it
1: was so good we love you savages anyway for his Kickstarter video, and I'm sorry this is a long story, but for his Kickstarter video, it was him running around his house with his camera at an upwards angle, pointing up his fucking nose. And, it, and, it, and like most of it was like right near his mouth, and you could hear the spit, and he's like, his big mouth was like over the camera lens. And then he's saying, Listen, man, we've come a long way since we started. We didn't have proper lights, and now we've got them. And it's just it lamps from his house behind him, washing out the entire camera shot. Jesus. And then. He says for his beginner videos that he's going to do, the stretch goal, if he gets 12 oh, grand or 25 grand or something like this. <laughs> he's going to buy a new house for new life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before this, we didn't even have a house. And now we've got one. It's just a shed out back. He says, anyway, for like, a, 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 just a ridiculous sum of money, yeah. he's going to get puppets <laughs> to demonstrate Savage World's rules. So he's going to be like, oh, what's the test of wheels? Oh, will oh, <laughs> What the God, fuck? Man. Oh, God. Oh. And I was just like, Look, I'm all for that series. Sounds like a great idea. He's not the guy that should be making it, honestly. But the thing is, the puppets.
0: Why is that necessary? No. Just use your mouth. Yeah. Just put some fucking miniatures down and roll dice.
1: Yeah, that is. See, that would do. And um, a good, a really, really good channel that does that is Dungeon Craft. Whenever he's demonstrating in game rules, he'll put minis down and film it and show you how it works. But he does do it in a really fucking cool way. But yeah, we don't need the puppets thing. <laughs> I, I was, I was, but baffled. Area to just have, <laughs> just swirled. So, these guys have just seen the logo. Oh
3: my god, it's got a big S! Yes! Oh,
2: savage no. Swirls!
1: <laughs> yeah, and so the puppets, man, like, I, I just. Puppets. I, every year, I think we're, there's the shittest Kickstarter stretch goal category, there's going to be nothing that wins it, and every year I'm surprised, man. <laughs> oh,
2: that's hurt. All right. I've got to
1: check these videos out. I didn't see this new lighting. Oh, it's bad. We'll watch it on the break. Um, <laughs> Next category is best indie product, and the nominees are Sprawl Classics by Brent Alt, Vornheim by Zach S. Don't judge me. Sprawl Classics by Brent Alt and Misspent Youth by Robert Burl. and the winner is Sprawl Classics by Brent Alt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
1: guys, calm down because Sorry. because we're talking about our god here. Yeah, it's right. true. Right, respect. Respect him. But um, do you like free things, and do you like mods for Dungeon Crawl Classics? If uh, the answer is yeah. yes, then yes. this also is-
0: like three different fucking issues of it
1: yeah three magazines the first one is um the classes how to roll them up things like this a little mm-hmm. bit of gear second one it has gear and stuff like uh it has gear like new laptop weapon mods yeah. things like this cyber decks they're called i just remembered mm-hmm. and the third one i believe i haven't had a chance to read it it's yet just come out yeah it has uh i think monsters in there and things like this so he's releasing each bit but so I t- to be fair three for free
0: for free
1: and they look beautiful and not only that the website that he's got for it the website it's got little tools on there and it looks like a website from the early 90s it's it's so good it's really fucking cool we'll show you on the break it it looks like you're hacking into the matrix when you're using it it's got like you can generate runs for your characters to do on there and stuff the guy's an absolute genius I should describe what it is it's basically a sort of um, shadow run upgrade that makes sort of a shadow run type game playable within DCC except it doesn't really have magic in it, but it does have a lot of the classes um, from Shadowrun. But you could easily put magic from DCC in there and is make it? it the best game in the world. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, of course,
1: based on DCC, isn't But it, so. it's, yeah,
2: exactly. And uh, it's it, all fat. It's, it's literally, it's all, like I said, it's all free. It's not for profit. It's for the love of the game. This guy's a genius.
1: And let's talk about the good things it does. So the weapon mods is amazing. The character classes are extremely well built and you use the DCC rules. But the best thing is, let's talk about decking, because decking is like hacking in Shadowrun and it always takes ages. And there's no real way to abstract it out because The things you're doing in the deck are taking milliseconds. So you couldn't have things going on at the same time as people decking. And this solves everything by making it as simple as a couple of die rolls. That's it. Exactly. And you can do a hacking scene in less than a minute Mm. if you were just doing die rolls and no description. And now you've got, they use the magic system to have it as um, programs that the hackers execute. Mm -hmm. So in DCC, you roll random on magic tables and you see what, what result you get and now that's the way hacking works and the better your hacking skill is the more likely you are to get higher results yeah. so for example you can have an, you could send out an EMP from a device that you've hacked into and that's exactly what Nick did when he hacked into a, a till til. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. or a cash register and he sent out an EMP and it could be as simple as everything in a 5 metre radius goes down that till goes down uh-huh. or everything in the city goes down if you roll high enough if
2: you roll really well yeah.
1: it's a beautifully designed a elegantly smart. designed system yeah. exactly smart really and we've smart. had a blast playing it it's oh, a yeah. shame that we didn't really get to play more because of my stupid life. But um yeah, it is such a great setting and a, and a free product. We'll be yeah, back. Yeah, we'll be back. That We're coming right back now. with APs next year. We are going to announce that uh, at the beginning at the beginning of the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next category is worst indie product. And the nominees are GURPS Sex <laughs> and She Bleeds for Lamentations of the Flame Prince. And the winner is She Bleeds for Lamentations of the plains. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> She Bleeds is a supplement where uh, it's period magic. Uh, and I don't mean as in it's set in the Middle Ages. No, I mean...
0: It's vagina period or,
2: or, magic. Or in, no, a period in America is a full stop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's not that easy.
0: It's a full blot.
2: It's a woman's... Oh,
1: James! No, but that's
0: like... They'd say that in the book because they're just trying to be edgy to be edgy. No, edgy uh, James old. is
1: right, actually. Yeah. And it was, it was literally that. To be fair, the woman who wrote it, her description of it, how she was trying to say that, you know, periods are a crazy beast and they're unpredictable and that's what this book was trying to be, I get that. Yeah, I but get it's that, a bit too
0: artsy it, to... And,
1: and when like, they put like the lamentation sort of sheen on it and yeah. tried to make it horrific yeah. it just became about being horrific for horrific's sake trying to be edgy for no reason and yeah, lamentations too feminist as well yeah exactly it did it was too much about the feminism thing when it, it, it yes it's about women but to be fair in that book the the effects can happen to men as well yeah so I get it, but I just don't like products that have an agenda and I don't like products that go for shock value for the sake of it. And I think Lamentations has always been better than that. Oh totally, yeah, that's the thing. Often Lammers. their products are shocking, but they they're shocking because it Pertains to something in the game and gives it gameplay connotation. balance, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything uh,
0: else, yeah, we're shocking. It's well you know, balanced. Like it's fine. I mean look at
1: the first adventure you and I ever played, James, yeah. the blood in the chocolate. Mm. There are shocking moments.
0: Well, fuck me. Some, some of the th- moments we thought like uh, Matt Stark was just putting our leg and like making having up. a laugh. And yeah. just like and he's like, Nope, it's written right here in the book. Yep. Like, there's an umpalumpa orgy going on. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's just like, all right,
1: okay. But the shock value is surprising and it also has a gameplay connotation because your characters they see this and they might be taken aback, and the umphalumpers get surprised. Things like this. Yeah. But yeah, lamentations can be better than that, and I believe it should be, and that's why she bleeds wins, wins. this award. So awesome. And you know, we've got nothing against feminism, but just products that have a stupid agenda it just gets on my nerves. Next category is best dice or dice set, and the nominees are antique dice by TDSO, Halvesies dice by John Rot, <laughs> antique dice by TDSO, James's head banging, uh, Coplow opaque ivory set. No, nice. and the winner is Antique Dice by TDSO Ooh, nice. they, they are, are man cool I got these for the Deadlands campaign and essentially they are dice that look old and dirty yeah and
0: exactly they're proper nice they look, they've look. got like the nice kind of rusticness brushed yeah but yeah. they're like they're so they're yeah. so it's
1: nice it's got a weird yeah. like, feel, smooth feel yeah they do it's really weird. weird they're real smooth they feel really good they roll well yeah, yeah, they they do. Do. yeah they do right. and so yeah it's a good
2: fucking dice set one and they're reasonable
0: as fuck as well
2: and they're yep. really really reasonably priced check out uh, Game Store Online I think there's a sale one at the moment or you mean watch. Dice Shop Online but not game store, game store Online, online. Game Store Online the <laughs> game fucking out. the Dice Shop Online, <laughs> <laughs> <Game> <laughs> <Store> online. <laughs> yeah
1: and and get a set of these Antique Dice by TDSO yeah, yeah, absolutely really good. very good Next award is for Game... 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 Game. Store Online! It's for Bloody... Bloody... Best Game Accessories Company, and the nominees are All Rolled Up, Dice Bags by Jen Judd, All Rolled Up, and Brighton 3D. And the winner is All Rolled Up. Yes. Yes! We do have a policy of not having the same winner on multiple years, but... It, other game accessory companies sort your shit out yeah. they're all
0: rolled up, all rolled up. They're, they're just leading winning, aren't they yeah, they're
1: winning yeah right stop talking over each other you fucking oh, idiots oh god Why you shut um, but yeah so they make dice roll up um, sort of accessories it's dice like a pouch also. dice tray and yeah. they're, they're, they're all rolled ups which is their sort of flagship product it's a little uh, sort of you know how we have like a tool kit where That's you it. can roll it out yep. it's like that but it's got your pencils your notepad your dice everything you need to play a game exactly all rolled out, that's why it's got that name. But I just want to give a shout-out to Brighton 3D. I I was going to sort of argue for these to be the winner, because... That dice
2: tower has, bring, has brought so much joy to our game. Do you know why? It was made by Th- Brighton 3D. That's how I felt. when Because it wasn't until we was I was looking at the nominations, and I was like, how is the dice tower not on there? I think it's because it's so new. It's not even kind of yeah. registered. With yeah, us it's, it's stupid how many... Because
1: uh, like, we have a lot of weird table mannerisms and <laughs> words. That we, and yeah, it's stupid how many have come up now. Like, If you roll a dice and it lands on the roof, that don't count. If it goes down the stairs, yeah. well, people have got special
0: techniques for dunking it into the thing. <laughs> yeah. I've lined one one the, got banned the other day because... This the, Ryan kept getting oh, the Oh, Yeah,
2: he kept yeah, laying she, it on the top on the twenty and then just like knocking put, it down the stairs. And it get
1: down the stairs and for some reason it would all, it would most often not come out the same number and we're <laughs> yeah. not sure why.
2: If you roll it normally in there, it'll come out a different number. What was funny though is I would give it one more chance, otherwise it gets banned, and then when it, it rolled again. I mean the whole tower was gonna to get banned at one point because we thought it was a bit yeah. broken. Yeah. And then we tried it again and it wouldn't do it. It was like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's
1: because it knew it's because it knew we were watching. <laughs> yeah. I mean you can see how superstitious we are. But the funny thing is I was gonna nominate them for for the winner because They really, really, like Dice Tower is amazing, and so many are way, way. way,
0: as shit, man.
1: Yeah, and so many are way too expensive. You can usually spend 40 quid on one. This was 16, which is fucking awesome. Mm. But I had a look at her website to see um, what other gaming accessories she makes, and it turns out she's not really a gaming accessories company, but she makes a couple. Oh. Um, She does a lot of 3D printed stuff, including um, what I saw. It was called the Willy Penis Funny Key Ring. Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) is that your name great for hendu <laughs> um so yeah uh that's they, they had loads of shit like that It was like a penis on a keyring it'd be like the coke symbol but it says like cunt or something oh like no this. maybe we
2: should send her a letter guy. your dice towers just stick with them yeah, stick with the RPGs. <laughs> they're great so i was
1: like i i would nominate her but all our listeners are gonna go there and be like what are these fuckers What's all this penis everywhere yeah so um that was the first thing i saw in there was like dice tower mini dice tower Penis. and it was called it literally said willy penis key ring great for Hindu great for Hindu <laughs> so
2: yeah okay so can't win for that so so all rolled up but get a dice towel from brighton 3d because they're great but not the pe- well get a penis if you want it's up to you. get a
1: penis if you want look <laughs> it's up to you man if
2: you want a penis key ring that is your Go choice we your are bonus. pro-choice on this podcast
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> my main goal is to blow up
2: Then act like
1: I don't know nobody Next award goes to Best Damn Goblin Game 2019 And the nominees are Saga of the Goblin Horde by Richard Walcott Four times (laughs) And the winner is Saga of the Goblin Horde by Richard Walcott.
2: yes I don't Retard. know if it's time
1: to retire this joke
0: no we, it's not though we do want to no, keep... he's constantly every year he's doing upgrades he's, still he's doing working. enhancements he's still doing stuff he's got everything up that's there true. It's, new it's, adventures
1: it's... and shit as well yeah. yeah
0: that was the third year so Rich that's your hat trick of awards that's award. your hat yeah. trick yeah. Is, is, is it still pay what you want
2: yes
1: okay. no it's free it's so free, free yeah. it's free
0: but didn't did he have any oh no that was something else Yeah. It was yeah free. well he's
1: got loads of products that are awesome but but
0: this is another thing you know the whole archetypes yeah free free and yeah. there's loads so of. So all them. the archetypes are free, all the adventures are free. The oh, whole fucking book is free.
1: Oh, he's, no, he's got his card hand. decks
0: that perfectly complement the saga as well. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they're, they're paid for, but... But that's because you've you got to pay for the... the no, you cards, pay for the black. card. You, but day. you can print them yourself and then... Yeah, whatever. But. The cool thing is is that
1: Saga of the Goblin Horde is a game where you play as goblins in Savage Worlds. Yeah, you're right? the
0: baddies for once.
1: You're the baddies. And uh, it's a well-designed game where you're a goblin boss and you have flunkies, your little minions that you can chuck in front of damage yeah. and use it to re-roll shit. Meat um, shield. They've even got a new rule, which I think we spoke about last year, where you can... Do, get them to do shenanigans. You roll yes. on a random shenanigans oh, yeah. table, and you get Benny, but your minions do something fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. and oh, in the case of my ones, stuff some yeah. of them started taking psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> some of them started jumping off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's fucking brilliant, and it's if you want to play goblins, this is the best way to do it. I know there's D and D ones, I know there's the goblins game, but this is the best one. Sorry, they don't even get nominations. They don't get nominations. No, yeah. It's not worth it. But this, this one's, one's just... free, and he includes um, instructions on his website of how to print your own copy of it on Lulu, and you so you can pick up a copy of this your own special copy that you've made um, for about seven quid so fucking do it and if
0: there's ever 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 an opportunity where you could have it run by Richard Walcott himself fucking go there I mean that is quite a rare experience but we we were lucky enough to have that you're in Germany
1: knocking around a goblin hove I think he lives in Munich and his address is as follows (laughs) (laughs) best down goblin game third time in a row yeah street
2: street <laughs>
1: the, the castle <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah check it out if you want to play goblins this is the best way to do it it yeah. really is um, we've got a few more awards to give so we're going to try and power through these yeah and the next category is the best RPG podcast and the awards nope and the nope and the nominees are the adventure zone the murder hobo show sounds like crows and the film Reroll. And the award goes to Sounds Like Crows. Yes. So this is a Deadlands podcast, and the, it's Crows, C-R-O-W-E-S. That was difficult for me. So essentially, it's, it, it, all the characters in it are the Crows family. They're, they're, their surname is Crow. And they, Deadlands, of course, is a Western, weird West-type game, and these guys play it, um, but the GM describes everything as a cinematic shot and so for example he'll say like the camera pans down we see some dusty boots walking on an old trail panning up we see two long irons at his hip and then as he adjusts his belt he spits out some tobacco into a spittoon you describe your character, That's and it's wicked, like yeah. he's way better than that, so by the way. Good. But it's all accompanied by this beautiful, like, relaxing, like, sort of old west guitar music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the story is is that they the the guys they go home one day and see that their mother's been killed, hanging in the in their barn, and when they're all meeting up for the first time in ages, and they're trying to find our killer. Mm-hmm. It is fucking fantastic. And because they're American, they know their shit about the Civil War, yep. which is why I set my game in Dead uh, Dark Tower and not in America. Makes sense.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: And the next award is for Industry Rad Dude of the Year. And the nominees are Bruce Cunnington of the DCC RPG community, Sean Richer of Orbital Intelligence, Sean Richer of Orbital <laughs> Intelligence, and Eric Lamaru of Just Insert Imagination and the Wild Die podcast. And the award goes to Sean Bloody... Bloody... Bloody. Richer! Yay! Of Orbital Intelligence. <laughs> This guy, um, I mean, let's be perfectly honest, he has buttered us up a lot. For Big time. time. Um, but um, he, I helped him out in the very, very early days of uh, his most recent product, Terror of the Stratosphine, mm-hmm. which is a great supplement for uh, like crazy alien shit for DCC. And as a result, he sent us a, a copy each yep. for all of our table yep. for every. Um, edition, for the first edition, the 1.5 edition, and when he heard Nick got Troika, he sent in the Troika editions along with his weird book with the weird name, with the weird art that we can't remember. But we love it. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is that um, I was speaking to him the other day, actually, and uh, we were talking about how and If you want to get a product published publish for Savage Worlds, it needs to be something out there, something different. That's sort of their remit, how Savage Worlds get published. And he was like, should I publish this for Savage Worlds? And I'm like, well, yes. There's mm. nothing more different than what you got. You ain't else. kidding, yeah. You've got, like, the character class classes in Stratosfiend is like fucking gladiatrixes. They're giant, like, beasts that have circular sores all over their body. There's, uh, uh, there's a satcaster who... Uh, gets their powers from a satellite, satellite. and the they log. can't cast indoors. That's it, yeah. And it's just crazy it's stuff. Brilliant. But the way he does his products as a one-man band, and this is why he's winning, is because he's, he's he puts the extra in. He, his book is a sixty-page zine, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. that's like t- t- three times the size of the normal DCC magazines. Mm-hmm. And the artwork is so good, and he commissioned it all himself, and it looks amazing. Um, in the next edition I'm going to give a little sneak preview there's a uh, elevator god with load, uh, coming up there's one with loads of arms and on the end of those arms there's arms and on the end of those arms there's arms more arms <laughs> and um, oh, if, he's wow. your, if he's your patron you can it's all arm based spells wicked like or li- limbs <laughs> growing so yeah the guy's a nutter and he makes yeah. a good product and he does it all by himself and his it, passion it, it,
0: is unreal
1: exactly yeah. and it just looks better than anything out there and the writing is stellar and yeah. it's what I like is the artist of it where he leaves a lot of it up to imagination as well so very very good
2: he's a cool dude
1: he's a rad dude and the second to last award is for industry douche of the year we're changing it from the c word we're trying to be a bit more professional <laughs> but the only nominee from all f- everyone in the RPG in industry. the land <laughs> is zach sabbath aka zach s aka zach smith hey what's his porn name I think it's it Zach Sabbath Zach Sabbath, Sabbath. Yeah. that was it so um, yeah. ex-porn actor Zach S <laughs> known him, for <laughs> known for abuse
3: <laughs> I, I, saw a, I saw a
1: great a great meme I don't know we're being irreverent about something that, that is quite serious but yeah. <laughs> somebody made a meme of him where his, it's his Wikipedia play, page and on Wikipedia it always says known for and his just says abuse <laughs> 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 so um, uh, essentially uh, if the allegations are true which a lot of a lot of stuff is pointing to it being true. Zach S. was very, very, very abusive in one of the most disgusting ways to his, his uh, ex-girlfriend. And, you know, we're not going to go into details. It's no, irrelevant. But it the sucks. fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people started coming forward and saying that he was doing it as well. And he makes SPF look like kindergarten. Yeah, he pals in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, SPF going into a restaurant and stroking somebody's hair. Then you've got Zach S. Who's doing that stuff. Who's doing that stuff. I mean... Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm gonna go. I hate getting political on this podcast, but why is it that all male feminists in the RPG industry ending up being creeps? Yeah. First there was Justin Soroy right? Then SBF. Sort of, he was like, you know, in Dragon Ball when the bad guys keep getting better and better. <laughs> oh, First yeah. there was Justin Soroy <laughs> two health then, then there was SBF, and now Zach S. He's like Cell,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, God. his power <laughs> is off the charts. <laughs> he's got a power level of two million. <laughs> what he's, his abuse away. level is? I'm like, my, my, my abuseometer <bro>. is exploding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah Zach S man he's a scumbag and the saddest thing about all of this is he's a fucking good writer yeah he is which is annoying but yeah, that's him out the industry now uh, he's gone and screw that guy but go check out Vonheim because it's very good well if you're buying the products now he's not getting any money for yeah, it exactly. so, so fuck so it buy a worry. secondhand edition get one because they're good products but yeah. this guy is a monster an actual monster <laughs> yeah. um, look up the whole saga yourself and uh, and look into it because it's too sad for this podcast Sorry. exactly and we don't want to go on about it this time of the year Um, right So, the final award is the People's
2: Choice Award. Oh, this is no.
1: I just want to say thank you to everyone that voted. This is probably the most we've ever got from people writing in and voting. Absolutely, yeah. And there are some, a lot of people. Somebody voted for Eric Lamoureux as the People's Choice. And this could be anything. It could be a person, a product, an RPG system, a store. It could be um, an utterance in a game that you played once. (laughs) But it just so happens that there were two runaway winners that tied... That got more nominations than anything else. Yeah. And that is, first of all, the
2: Lankmar DCC box set. Now, I, I know I've, got, I've, got, I've not had the pleasure of getting my hands on this yet, but what I've heard about it is that it's absolutely incredible. I've got it,
1: and, and to, it's been such a busy few months, I've had no chance Could to look, read look it. it. Yeah. But I love Fritz Leiber's work, and I think it's amazing, Leiber, Leiber whatever. And uh, I've had a look at the, the artwork and the way it looks, and as a package, you get a fuckload of adventures, you yeah. get a GM screen, you get the world book, the, the GM's book, and the a player book. And you get um, a map of Lankmar as well, which wow. is beautifully yeah. illustrated by I think Doug, Doug Kovacs, but I'm not sure. How oh, that guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, just an amazing box set, and I can see why the people chose it, because yeah, a lot of people are having a lot of fun, and there's rules in the Lankmar box set that have now have sort of become standard in D- DCC, because ah, people are using them and everything, like that's Fleeting nice. Luck, so you've got Benny's in DCC ah, now. Um,
2: right. And it's really
1: cool, as far as I know how it works, as I said, I haven't had a proper chance to read it, but as far as I know, um, the way it works is your luck are represented by tokens, Yuck. and every time... You do something cool or whatever, you can ah, get one. Yeah. But then, as soon as you roll a crit fail, all your luck runs Oh, down. they go.
2: They oh, go, go. That's all nice. Of them. I like so that.
1: So, you could have okay, a stack smart. of 17 sitting in front of you, but then suddenly. Both. that's God. interesting now forgive my ignorance Lankmar
2: was that originally a book or it was, it was a series of no- games have it yeah
1: a series of novellas and I believe that they license it out to different people oh, yeah. so Savage Worlds have their own version of Lankmar yeah. DCC yeah. does AD&D had one mm-hmm. Rollmaster did too mm-hmm. so there isn't a system in the world that doesn't have Lankmar but I'm, as far as I'm aware the DCC one looks amazing and yeah. the fleeting luck is cool well it's DCC
2: mate and the cool thing is as well,
1: it's only got three classes in, in Lankmar oh, really? so, so now you differentiate them on the way you play the class and the options you take uh, which is yeah, fucking very cool. Really cool very cool well thank you people and the second people's choice award goes to wise guys oh it wasn't what? just us
2: being horrendously biased yeah, then other people <laughs> yeah that proves yeah that proves it's good right because
1: uh we've spoken enough about wise guys on this podcast but it's a damn well-deserved people's choice award so i think that means wise guys has won three awards this yeah, year. it's absolutely killed it this year well done eric. well done well done well done eric and monet yeah, and well done to Goodman Games for making a good
2: lankmar. Yeah, good. L- you've done a good one. You've done a good one. Right, good man. let's go for a break. I'm Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm knackered. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fucking, you are fucking... You fucking, fucking you, bloody. You, bloody. Fuck you, bloody. Bastard, bitch. You fucking, fuck, bastard, you, fuck you. you. Bloody fuck you, bloody.
2: So this
1: is a new segment called um, A Minute with Steve Jackson. Obviously, Steve Jackson, game creator, creator of GURPS and as uh, Car Wars... Uh, Uh, some other stuff Um, but he's a very busy man you know and he can only give us a minute of his time we wanted to give him a platform to just give his uh, advice you know Mm -hmm. um, for a minute you know once every episode And uh, so here's here's, here's his minute that he's given to us you know what I'd like to punch a toddler (laughs) see you later fuckers And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was Steve Jackson there. Um, Insightful. Hopefully next time some RPG-related stuff. But thank you, Steve, for coming into the studio.
2: And taking a minute of your time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Next up, um, we're going to go on to Electro Letters and read your mail. In the future, you will be able to send a letter or parcel from anywhere on the planet. This, sir is the Electro Letter.
2: Ah, so
1: this time on Electro Letters, it was your most cherished gaming memories of the year. And uh, it's cherished, <laughs> cherished. It's <not laughs> that's cru- cherished, That's the
0: correct pronunciation. Timothy
1: Excellency Peer comes in and he says, in a game of Tavern Tales, Dungeons and Dragoning 40,000, I was able to retire my longest played character. The clown was and had been there when the first mortal soul in the galaxy knew joy. He had existed to spread humour and joy since the very first cringing hominid stood erect and then slipped on a banana peel. His last day among mortals was so very different. He had been forced to take a cartoonishly gloved hand in mortal affairs when the forces of chaos and their foul minions began to wage war upon the Great Wheel. He did battle with his dark mirror and fought countless horrors, all with a bike horn honk and more than a few pies. Upon a Blackstone Fortress battling the evil wizard Zargotha Grax, or something like that, <laughs> over the fortress world of Cadia, with a mighty bend of his will, he slipped the whole Blackstone Fortress into a warp tear, saving the world from utter annihilation. Godly Clown, anyone? Godly
0: Clown, anyone? That's pretty epic, we we haven't Godly blocking. Clown? Yeah. Not, I don't think you have heard of a G- godly C- clown Give me a slice of godly clown We
1: forgot the bloody godly clown award Oh, oh. And the godly clown award goes to Clown From that game. There you go. Well done. Next one comes in from Owen Lean. He says, Watching the Wild Cards run my ETU adventure horror horror for the holidays. Um, Thanks for including absolutely no description in there. Um, But essentially, the Wild Cards are like Critical Role, but for Savage Worlds. ETU is an investigative game that takes place in a school, and Horror for the Holidays is, is an adventure. Owen wrote for that setting set at Christmas with a bad Santa.
2: Budsanta. Budsanta.
0: Budsanta man!
1: Yo man go rollin' with a sleigh, yeah? He's yeah, yeah, so rolling with a Budsanta Alright, sorry. Man get Rudolph! <laughs> so, uh, the next one comes in from Shogun Pumba, and he says, obviously, tough guys at Dragon Meat, and meeting you guys.
2: Oh. yeah
1: that was a fun ass game man Um, tough guys is the London expansion to wise guys that me and Nick worked on not biased but if you think we are fuck you But no, um, yeah, we had a great time running that. Craziest game I've ever played in a while. We had eight players, yep. right? Seven of which were gangsters because I had seven pre-gens and the other one was a, a Shakespearean actor from Nick and I's adventure, Whacked in the Wicket. Yeah. Yep. So we we, we, <laughs> we we constantly had the guys beating people up, doing all this crazy shit, and the guy at the back would just have like the Hamlet skull, or he threw a giant book of Shakespeare at somebody. Yeah, at yeah. That skull was lethal in and out. Yeah, all day. we played Whacked in the Wicket before, um, the game before that, and it's where a bunch of posh guys have to do an art heist, basically. Basically. And Nick's uh, and the Shakespearean actor in that he used it to brain a couple of yeah, people.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that they were like that. Some bloke was like, "I'm in for the cricket game." Whacked in the wicked, and I was like, "Oh, they wrote it wrong." Yeah, they put they put it wrong on the oh, bloody website. My God. Dragon
1: Meat put my my game was called Tough Guys: The Holloway Tiers. They just Not only, it. They changed the description and they called it Lock, Stock and Two, two Smoking, smoking jackets, jackets, which, to be fair, is a better name. But they
2: could have at least said, "Is that all right?" <laughs> mm. <laughs> But I, I actually put, because it had the lock stock thing in there, I reckon that was why so many people turned up. Uh, well, probably, yeah, because the guy was like, it's a cricket game, and I was like, yeah, it's actually called Whacked in the Wicked. And he went, that makes more sense. That's a good pun. And I was like, I don't know where Wicked came from. I'm sorry. Whacked in the Wicked. <laughs> Whacked in the wicked. the wicked. Whacked in the world. Wicked. It's hey, wicked,
0: blood, mate. Hey, blood, you want present, yeah? Yes, blood. Yes, but It's me. It's me bad, Santa. <laughs> nah, get blitzing involved, yeah? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Man's me. getting cold, blood. <laughs> Right, next one comes in from Lewis Pineda. He says, I walked away from my old gaming group because of one prick. <laughs> I'm just playing my character excuse to be a narcissist sociopath. I didn't want to make things more complicated than they needed to be. The group fell apart and my daughter moved back in with me full time in my absence in gaming. Over the summer the group got back together without the prick and added a really good player and my daughter, so that's a win win. Hmm. Haven't had the issues other haven't had any issues other than scheduling conflicts since then. P. S. My daughter has been coming up with really out of the box solutions in a game that makes me proud. Oh,
0: dad wow. proud. That's
1: awesome. Good. Dad proud. Dad proud awesome. James is the only dad here. Yeah. Is well, that good? Is that a good letter? It's a good letter. Thank we're, we're,
2: you. we're fathers,
1: fair fathers. Yeah, we've got cats. <laughs> yeah. Well, we discussed this on a previous take that when uh, we lost. <laughs> But um, my cat was recently biting James's character sheet as it was at the table. I've got a really, really brilliant picture of her because she was biting. And you know, they also always look down and cross their eyes at the thing they're biting. Yeah, yeah. Well, my wife came in and spooked her. And then the, so Fang looked up with her eyes. And so she's got this
2: big
0: character sheet <laughs> in her mouth. Yeah, she's got that. And then I've got the secondary picture uh, posted oh, just busted the, up. With the little teeth marks.
2: It killed me when yeah. you put them pictures on Facebook of Fang sitting behind the screen. It's like, oh, new, new DM tonight, then. <laughs> we tried for ages to get her to sit. Oh,
1: you did. <laughs> we we had to like get the snacks out put them on. Oh, one no, do Will yeah. I? Right, we'll yeah. do it.
2: And that's why Millie was playing with James's
1: character sheet and and Fang ended up biting it because <laughs> I thought was figured it was chocolate. Yeah, cuz he was trying to get come up on the table. Oh, what's this? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, so good good memory Lewis. Well done. well done. John Steve, he comes in during the third and final episode of our Savage XCON game
2: wicked is that the is that the XCOM from the old alien game I believe it is amazing
1: John Steve actually wrote it so yeah oh wow see was a good take pretending we hadn't heard that email before There. see see (laughs) see see see. the group had taken out the uber ethereal and his minions unfortunately the mothership had been severely damaged in the battle and was now falling from the skies over New York City an XCOM shuttle overhearing the battle had positioned itself in front of the giant ship in an effort to catch the characters jumping out of the broken ship using their grappling guns to make the 30 foot lead My son's character out of Benny's failed his role and fell to his death. As Matt, one of the players, his character made the leap. Gary, another player, pulled out his adventure card he'd been saving all session. Can't remember the name of it, but it caused Matt's role to be a failure and his character (laughs) fell to the streets of the city for a brief moment we sat in stunned silence then busted out in laughter except matt of course
0: <laughs> gary you're an arse. gary gary you oh.
1: little, oh. little
2: scamp i could just picture gary's face as well when he pulled that card i out. could
0: also <laughs> picture <of> matt's <laughs> face sitting there sad yeah, mad. mad,
2: Ruined. 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 His Ruined. character destroyed by
1: a Gary. dingus. <laughs> yeah, well done, Gary. Well done, all of you, for that was a cool move. Yeah. Um, next one comes in from Conrad Erasmus Neubert, and he says, uniting and inspiring about 40 RPG newbies on a game day. I organised it here in my hometown they all played with the local GMs and all registered for our email list. Really has invigorated the community here. I Look still can't believe it's 40 people. So he's still spreading the good wood. That... Because...
2: <laughs> spreading the good wood. <laughs> Fuck me. No, the, the last time butter.
1: Conrad did that, he ended up in jail. Yeah. He's been... And that's
0: why, now, holy man, he found God. Yeah.
1: He found God in jail, yep. And he that... found the God of RPGs. So those that don't know, Conrad, the, uh, one of our listeners, he is, he is actually a pastor which he sounds is. bad when you say in English because he's not he's, not he's not food he's not he's not he, he's not, yeah, he's, he's not a, a an Italian delicious treat no nope. he's, he's a guy a, he's a German delicious treat if you want to hear he's a hunk <laughs> he is he's yum. a hunk
2: if you want to hear his wicked voice check out our bonus episode that we did on Christians
1: yeah. yeah so um, yeah cool so he's spreading the good word of RPGs and our lord and saviour Jesus Christ so, there so you go. well done win win and you know us we're very religious <laughs> Uncle Jay Raz, he comes in with a one word answer. His cherished gaming memory of this year was simply wise guys. Yes. yes That's all he said. Yeah. But we're going to cuz Eric, um the writer of the show, he's 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 got three awards. He's won the People's Choice Awards, the Best Setting, Best Product, and now we've got this email. We're going to bring him down a peg or two cuz yeah. we know him personally. So we're going to we're going to talk about some things we don't like about Eric Nick. Well, first of all, I don't
2: like your vests. He always wears a vest. Yeah. No sleeves McGee.
1: No sleeves McGee is his name. And uh, in addition to that, he also has a terrible resting bitch he face. Does.
0: <laughs> it kind of it kind of like um I've been told I've got one and it, mine but mine looks <laughs> yeah, you mine looks um uh, adorable. No, not adorable. It's Sexy. like people are people are fucking what's the word intimidated. Whereas his yeah. one his one he just looks like just pissed off. <laughs> just, yeah. It's not intimidating. He just looks angry all well, the time. When we like, met
1: MacNamara when we met the common in the cob, everyone keeps saying to him like, "Eric, you've annoyed at me. I've done something." And he's, he's like, "No, why do people keep saying that?" Oh my god, especially <laughs> British
2: people as well, because they always think that you like know mean. D- I'm
1: sorry, mate. We're the most I'm anxious Stop saying sorry. Well, have you ever had that when somebody tells you to stop saying sorry, yeah, and you say bloody blurry. time, and yeah, they go sorry, yeah, yeah. and they go, "Oh my god!" And you're like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, sorry." sorry, sorry, sorry anyway, sorry. last thing about Eric is he walks off uh, mid conversation when he gets bored, and yep. he doesn't even say anything. So he's a horrible man. So there we go. We've leveled it out.
2: Yeah. A horrible you you smelly
1: head. <laughs> He's not a horrible man. No, he's judging. just a mildly detestable man. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But we yeah, love
2: yeah, you yeah, all yeah. the same, E-Rock.
1: Yeah, he's like the son we never wanted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I have to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, e We're sending bad Santa after you, man. You
1: yeah, <laughs> man. man. get rolled on. Wait, was that in the previous take? No, know. it was this one. <laughs> it was this
3: one,
1: yeah. Okay, good. Um, right, so... You guys, gaming memories of the year,
2: what's your highlights? We'll start with Nick Lamley Lamb Slice. Oh my god, uh so for me, gaming highlight has to be the Dark Tower campaign. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. Huge Dark Tower fan myself. So actually enjoying that weld and then the added bonus of um, Harrison putting in all of the reoccurring characters from our old campaigns of over four years was just brilliant. And um yeah, it was just great for me. I absolutely loved it. Seeing my old character Ronan come back was just so cool. Yeah,
1: Ronan was the first character Nick ever played. Yeah. And he was Ronan a bit was of a big player guy. in that yeah, game. Yeah, big time. So yeah, it was and, just
0: and he was incredible. And it was Ronan from Dark Tower your first. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly that. That's who he was. So yes, yeah, so it all worked out. Was it was such a,
1: you know, as much as I love that campaign, and the a- a- ending was great, but also somewhat anticlimactic because what happened was this: Nick, your character got put in a sleeping bag and kicked off, a, oh, yeah. kicked off a cliff. <laughs> oh, God, James, yeah. you you tried to do a really good sacrifice, so yeah. he went to this room, and James was trying to have this great moment where his this character ended, and
0: then Ryan.
1: Just... <laughs> yeah, so he was like, he was. There was this hole. The hole required a sacrifice to to obtain a key, and it had to be a human sacrifice. And they were all sitting around discussing who goes in. James's character says. This
0: I just burst out and just been like look I think it's about time I redeem myself I've lived a world of torment and like lives lost and, and his character was
1: like
3: I'll go down the hole <laughs>
0: like yeah. really teary. and
1: yeah. then Ryan just goes he he, he instantly thought to himself well that can't happen we like Long Iron he's a cool character so he just pushed a wheelchair bound ex-wrestler <laughs> down the oh, hole fuck down the fucking hole and More he just went God. I push him down a hole that was it like oh, straight away my it was one of those ones where you know he's reacting so you can't say do you want to take that back he went I push him down a hole yeah. and so we're like cool so you've robbed James of his last character moment and then right at the end he started fighting all the rest of the party that's kind of my fault really But, he, <laughs> but and then he just kicks your character he's the longest surviving character in that campaign yeah. Yeah. down a hole yeah, in, a, in sleeping a sleeping bag,
2: bag. Yeah, yeah. he didn't and it was
1: get like, the last word so what happens is that Ryan's character he, he gets back and everything's uh, he goes back to a version of the universe where everything was fine and all of this and, but it was only him yeah, but all yeah. the other characters but they were all turned out universes it wasn't yours you no. all died no we all died because that fucker kind of messed up but, but it was still awesome really great campaign it was fantastic like, much like the books it was more about the journey than it was yeah, the ending exactly exactly James shut up shut <laughs> up James, how about you? Ah. Oh, no, you've got you've got another one. I've Go got
2: right. one more. I've got one more. And uh, also, obviously, publishing our first self-published product, uh, 78 Hamlet Happenings, was
0: incredible. Okay, incredible feeling. Thank you. Well done, guys. <laughs> yeah, James Clarks. So, my fondest gaming memory of the year uh, was when Nick and Harrison ran Tough Guys at my house. And they did this amazing dual GMing. It was a spectacle. Like, the... <laughs> The the chemistry between them is just absolutely ridiculous. They were bouncing off each other. It was like they were one person, and they were taking turns playing NPCs. They were, you know, narrating parts of what was happening, and it was, like, so seamless. You know, they both went off to the toilet at some points, but the game didn't stop. There was so much happening. The world was painted... Beautifully because they said so much because there was two faces there. Thanks. two heads. And they dressed up, did a bit of LARPing Yeah, yeah. They were doing some crazy stuff behind the screen which meant that they Do could communicate silently. Do you remember we bought a bottle of Bucks Fizz? Oh yeah. my god. They, yeah. found, they
1: found a bottle of Bucks Fizz in game and we had it as a real world item. Yeah. Fucking uh, well thank you very much for being so kind about it. I, I really appreciate that. And um we spoke about it on a previous episode, but Adapted that was me. that was fucking fun. I like, think
0: it was just the way it's because it was it was because it was jewel. PMing, mm. And I've never thought of that. Well, we weren't either. sure how
2: it was going to play out. We was like, "Is either going to be shite or it it's going to be good?" Really yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, luckily, it, was, it, it was
1: just ladder, good. It yeah. was amazing. Thank you. Well, I it was it. it was pretty funny because like there were certain scenes where we could have like two people talking at the same time like two NPCs.
0: And- or is it yeah but not only that yeah, yeah. There, there's like stuff that still could happen so like you know the maps change and you need to set up yeah usually when that happens there's a there's a bit of silence no 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 we there's never silence because the other person can, can just chime in and just change shit around on the table and so we don't we shut point. up so yeah. yeah yeah exactly we both love the sound
1: of our own voices yeah well yeah thanks very much for that i appreciate that and um, mm. mine is also going to be 78 hamlet happenings coming out yeah. that was that was that was a highlight of the year for yeah. me uh, meeting Shogun Pumba. Oh my so god, yeah. good. Dem drunk blokes. We've been friends online for bloody ages yep. and now we've now we've finally met. Mm-hmm. Uh, dragon meat. That was fucking awesome. And yep. that tough guy's game was a highlight for me. Yeah, that was incredible. Because that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, nuts. Um, huh? But yeah, I have to say um I think one of the memories one of my it's not necessarily my most cherished one, but one memory I wanted to share was was Gunlit. <laughs> Um, who was a character in our Lamentations game I don't think I've ever put more war work into a world than I have that one oh, only, ridiculous. To, only to be a C- expertly dashed by a player <laughs> snubbed because like all these guys were getting invested in shit they were like okay look maybe we should do this with this guy because it might affect this in this way and Ryan's mm-hmm. character was just like burn
0: it down I'm gonna burn
1: it so they entered, they entered a fighting event in a dodgy pub and as soon as he, he thought he was losing he just burnt the pub down then they, they two, of
0: his, two of our players in there
1: <laughs> one one character James's character went to jail and they went to the courtroom uh, when he was being tried to try and get him out and Ryan was just like are there any candles in here <laughs> <laughs> we have
2: like, oh, got some up. oil yeah. then,
1: then they then they got exiled from the town went to another town and immediately Ryan's character got in a fight while mm-hmm. he was there and then they immediately got exiled again they were like "Right, you've only been here five minutes and
2: look what you've already Can't done get it. out yeah, yeah. so
1: they ended it up in the worst scummiest town called Bog, town, bog in the middle of a bog no, we loved it and it was all it sort of taught me a little bit about well when we play our APs for example we always do it so we make the world as we go along yeah. because it's a its a yeah. completely audio medium mm-hmm. and that's how we're doing it in the d d one because I was like I put all that prep in and it was for nothing no, I thank you very much Ryan yeah last one right? gun lit Nah, it wasn't for nothing it was It was still fun but um, yeah yeah, that was crazy that was one of my favourite memories but yeah <laughs> it's been a bloody good year eh? it's been a great year one of the last ones is uh, wrapping up the gen lab campaign yeah oh, the mate. thing is we played as uh, animal human hybrids in this giant lab like it's a post apocalyptic type game and um, during the latter half which occurred at the beginning of this year all our characters sort of come to terms with a lot of things and we started bonding over drugs and, and we played <laughs> some of the most surreal sessions that we've ever played cause because yeah. Nick was trying to describe the experience of doing drugs together, and yeah. that's all connected. Yeah, and we got to do flashbacks during the drug scenes, and oh, everyone connected. they were all see interweaved, them. and they were all really emotional. And we yeah. started suddenly. We were like, oh, "I really like these characters now." Yeah, yeah, that was that fun. Re- that took that's us. Really yeah, cool that
0: up. didn't just bond our characters; it bonded our it was players. Trippy, man, yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird, good, man. It was good. All
1: right, so let's get on with an outro, shall we? Oh Bye. Okay, I want to say a big shout out to the new uh, patrons, as Adrian Minter right yeah I, adrian minter he's yeah. a good guy <laughs> adrian adrian minter and kelvin willis related to bruce <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but while we're here um, we're not going to do any contact info this time we're not going to say that if you want to donate on patreon go and search yourself on patreon we're not going to say we're that. we're not going to say that although i have subtly said it <laughs> but we're not even going to say go and buy 78 hamlet happenings drive through rpg right now I didn't want exactly <laughs> we oh. are just going to say a big thanks. To all the patrons and anyone that supported us in any way throughout this year, or any year, the following, either a rap or just me talking over some music. I tried to record a a rap earlier this week and it didn't go well. Okay. (laughs) So I've been Harrison Hunt, I've been
2: Nick Lamley,
0: and I've been James Clark.
1: And remember that D20s are cool, but 20Ds. Well, that's a good time. My blood sat motherfucker. Oh, my my, my blood in the sack. with a Ho, 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 bitch. It up in that sack, yeah? <laughs> Your blood. That woman was a ho, ho, ho. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, oh, that's bad. Why is it
1: gone? So, I did try to record a rap, and it went terribly, so I'm just going to say a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, and they are as follows. Ryan Wayhab, Conrad Erasmus-Noibert, Zovia's RPG maps. Adrian Minter, Kelvin Willis, Sean Richer, James Cleveland, Carson Carroll, Douglas Sondheim, Daniel Irwin, The Murder Hobo Show, Tim White, Owen Lean, Stumpy, James Bonnet, Sid the Squid, Johan Hagstead, Raymond Pom Pom, Cartier, The Wild Eye Podcast, Stephen Vier, M. Woosley, Keith Nelson, Irina, Apollo, Mr. Stag, Todd Chambery, and Ariel badger Release, And of course, the final three, James Clark, Ryan Reeves, and Manuel Sams. You guys are are what makes the show you keep the show going and you're now part of a crazy club of people that have been responsible for this whatever this is thank you very much have a good christmas love you